to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front, our movie this week is Speed. I did it slowly, it was Whoa. funny. Anyway, pop in your DVD or Blu-ray, press play, press pause, when the 20th century logo plays to black, the first stream you perceive of all black after 20th century logo fades down, press pause, in a second I'll say 3 to 1 and pause, if you want press play, press play, we'll watch the movie together, perfect extent, get to like another commentary, so we'll go forward in your head. Those friends that figure myself is always Steve Christie, my friend Seth Brower. Hello. Michael Dorkman, Scott. Hi. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. What can I do? Now, Speed is, uh, we didn't know it at the time, but it was sort of Jan Debont's major entrance onto the world stage with regards to de- uh, future, feature direction. And um, Speed is... I knew it at the time. It's fucking awesome. You were 12. It's fucking... <laughs> well, yeah, that that too. Um, but it's awesome. Like, it's a really tense action thriller. The thing that people tend to forget about Speed is that there are about 25 or 30 minutes before you get on the bus and there's about 40 minutes after you get yeah. off. It's, but, it's three movies, only one third of which is the bus. Yeah. Right. But I really enjoy watching almost every frame of Speed and I don't have a lot of major qualms with it. Um, it's a fun action thriller. This is... It's interesting for me, seeing as how, as Trey pointed out, I was about a zygote when this movie came out. Um, looking back at the action blockbuster movie movies of history. Like, just go back every 10 years and just kind of look at checkpoints of, this is what an action movie was in 2005. This is what an action movie was in 1995. This is 85. And it's weird to see how even going back 15 or 20 years, while this is not a a Rembrandt of a movie or anything like that, it's a really tense and taut and well-produced movie. And there's a lot of great stuff going on in that. And it's all it does is lead me to questions like, what went wrong and what's different now but speed for being a summer blockbuster movie is i would say top of the heap good stuff but then again if this is just what your average run-of-the-mill summer blockbuster movie was 15 years ago my question isn't speed is great why aren't more like it it's no what happened what's wrong now uh and hopefully the summer movies of 2022 are, are much better than the ones we have now but in any case i like speed a lot and uh I look forward to finding out what we have to say about it. <laughs> because <laughs> off the top of my head, all I can think is, yeah, this movie does a lot of things right. There's some really cheesy moments too, but who cares? Seth? That's uh, the nature of the summer blockbuster. You need to balance that, you yeah. know, that enjoyable cheesy factor with the, the fun action. And it definitely manages to do it quite well. Um, I think I saw this in the theaters. I enjoyed it at the time. I definitely enjoy watching it whenever I see it now because it, it does have... A lot of stuff going on with it and you know it's definitely a hallmark of good marketing that everyone just remembers the bus uh but <laughs> you know i enjoyed it and i i like it in spite of I, I enjoy keanu reeves in many of his movies but he is not my favorite actor by any means so it's one of those oh it's him and he's doing a cool job i enjoy seeing it now with uh newsroom and jeff daniels it's like oh look at that that's kind of <laughs> yeah. interesting jeff daniels <laughs> It's weird how Jeff Daniels is an evergreen somehow, yeah. but like Jeff Daniels doesn't get old on you for no. some reason. He's in everything. He was in th- he was in two of the top ten movies of 1994, and this is one of them. What was the other one? Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. That whoa. The fact, the fact yeah. that Jeff Daniels has had a career when in 1994 he became famous for a guy who has an attack of explosive diarrhea in a major <laughs> motion picture. Is amazing. It's a testament to his durability as an act. And not to mention that's a, that's a career ending shot scene. That yeah. exact exactly. scene. Cameron Diaz with coming her hair kind of moment. Yeah. How are you going to pull out of this one, yo? Yeah. It's, it's, it's either going to make you for life or it's going to destroy your career. 
And now yeah. you can see Jeff Daniels playing guitar on Craig Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I enjoy it very much. So I'm, I'm curious to see what I can come up to say actually about it constructive. But yeah, this is one of those, we're going to run into that good movie problem where it's like, yeah, that was really clever how they did that. And we just have to notice when they're doing something good and call it out. But yeah. Dorkman, how do you feel about Speed? Do you like Speed? Uh, yeah, yeah. And actually watching it yesterday, um, again, to review it for this, because it's been a while since I saw it, um, I was actually really impressed by it. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, it's, how well it's constructed and stuff like that. Coming I, up on I, 20 years old, this I movie. Should, um, I should point out that this, you know, we're not, this is not a run-of-the-mill mid-90s action feature this no, is weirdly true. enough because people have tended to forget about it this was huge yeah. at the time this was a real blockbuster yeah, this it's was one of the top it's, and and for for not being expected to be i yeah. mean it was like okay well it'll do well probably but it's one of the top 10 of the year in a year where forrest gump was number one yeah um and pulp fiction was also out it was number 10 for the year um dumb and dumber was in the middle yeah. lion king i think was another big yeah movie 94 was a big 94 year. was a big year yeah. actually um and but this and, was unexpected there wasn't you know there wasn't a lot of expectation. It's a first-time director. Keanu Reeves wasn't a big movie star, really. I mean, he was a name, but he was, you know, he was Bill and Ted in Point Break. Right. Yeah. You know, action movie. Eh, you know, it's on the level of Bruce Willis in an action movie called Die Hard. I don't think so. You know, yeah. It's kind of was that. It's really his Die Hard. You were impressed by it. I was impressed by it. I was impressed by how how well constructed it is because, uh, like you said, part of part of it is is they don't spend as much time on the bus as the pitch would lead you to believe they do and as your memory would lead you to believe they do so so just things are always moving forward there's always a new complication there's always a new issue going on uh, and especially while they're on the bus and and it all feels very organic and real it makes sense it doesn't feel like they're they're creating artificial drama or tension it doesn't feel um like they have nothing to do and or that things are becoming repetitive and dull um which i believe was kind of the problem with of uh, speed two, um, <laughs> among other things. My yeah. God! Yeah. yeah. But uh, so so this this succeeds in in so many ways and and is really so it, it really is like a textbook example of like a high concept. You know, they, they, I, I think this was one of the is one of the examples it's, in many books. That's my thing. Like, like, this is the, this is the movie where I learned the concept of high concept. Yeah. I want to talk about that, but let's wait. Yeah, we'll wait yeah. till we we start. Also, start rolling, and but. everything you said. Yeah. Also, uh, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis yeah. Hopper's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Trey. Um, I didn't see this movie in the theater because I was in Japan when this movie came out. Um, Nobody's perfect, Trey. Yeah, and I was and I was um, aware of aware of the movie when I came back. A, a friend of mine said, uh, "I said, you know, well, what what movies did I miss?" He goes, "Well, Speed was Speed was pretty good." He, he was kind of down on Speed because of the 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 three different movies in one. He said, "It's really kind of three movies." It's, it's you think it's about the bus, but it's, it's an really elevator not. heist, it's a bus heist, and yeah, it's a subway heist, and then it's a subway thing. And, and uh, but uh, you know, so I, I didn't see it in the theater. I don't think I ever saw the theater. I think I you know I came on a video. And I'll check it out, and I was like. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a whole movie on this tape. <laughs> well, this is really quite. I was, you know, phenomenally impressed by it, and uh, and and just thought, I think it's I think it's one of the great, uh, you know, one of the great action action movies of its era, and uh, and it is. It's it's just it's it's firing. Pardon, and no real pun intended. It's firing on all cylinders. You know, mm-hmm. everything's working, and and a lot of it comes down to, you know, even Keanu. You know, who Keanu is, kind of good in you know. You know, he's he's the Phillips head screwdriver of acting. It's uh, when you need a flathead, don't get Keanu because it doesn't even fucking fit in the slot. But uh, you know, when you've got a Phillips head slot, 
And Keanu's you your guy. Get your Phillips head actor out, and uh, and, and you're golden. And and he he he's he's really great in this. You know, it's right in his right in his zone. And and of course, the the other thing that this movie brought us is uh, you know Sandra Bullock. And there's there's no golf clap. There, yeah, exactly. Well done, movie. Yes, uh, who, who, she, she'd been an actress. She'd been in things, but she was in no way a star. This was her big you know breakout thing, and she just you know it's it's hard to picture anyone else in the roles. Yeah, obviously there are actresses who could have done it, but uh, this is a, it's a star making role, and it made it made her a star, and rightly so. She's she's great. If this movie was made now, she would have been Elizabeth Banks probably. Like Maybe. funny Could actory be. lady, but who's yes, trying to? That's, that's trying the to zone. That's, that's the type of character. Yeah. Um, that uh, yeah, she 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 walks that line, you know, between between being funny and comedic comedic and ditzy, but also being you know a legitimate action heroine at the same time. So at the point where the 20th Century Fox logo fucking finally faded to black, if I recall correctly, it was about 15 seconds of that logo. But point of black. Yeah. Pause. Put your finger on the button so you can press play here in a second. Here we go. Three, two, one. Unpause. Weirdly enough, Sandra Bullock had already been in Demolition Man, so she had, that was had, a, had a featured yeah. role, but but not a star, really a star role. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that one was much more of a Stallone Snipes yeah. vehicle. So now we're getting this this kind of cool, kind of cheesy, genre as hell intro title where you're just kind of getting this... This is like Hitchcock oh, would open a movie like yes. right. Oh, yeah. This oh. kind of... The elevator shaft. My favorite. Slowly oh, it revealing was, title. It was so wonderful watching this yesterday because I'd, I'd forgotten about it. And, you know, it, it's very, uh, um, you know, almost video toaster compared to the kind of yeah. sophistication we have today. <laughs> really but is. but the, the title itself and then, like, it comes at the screen and makes yeah. this, like, super digital yeah, like, zing. Zing, zing, noise. <laughs> and then... Yeah, <laughs> and then the music just picks up like dun 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 dun. dun. I was like, <laughs> well, I well, the camera goes back to doing yeah. exactly the same thing. Oh, we're oh, things are happening. It's like now. the camera's like, wait, yeah, all right, go. I yeah. I was suddenly, <laughs> I was so excited about it, just in like in a slightly ironic way. I'm like, oh, here come the '90s yeah. right at me, literally in your face. Yeah, at 50 miles per hour, let's do this. Um, but yeah, it. Yon DeBont seems to have a thing with Alan Ruck because at least for these two movies, yeah, because yeah. Alan Ruck wasn't a thing. Like he did Ferris, and then he kind of just got never got he was one. On Sin City, Sin City. Well, yeah, but I think too. that was not, not it was Spin, 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 City. Spin City. Thank you. Spin City was. But yeah. was that even happening at this point? Was that after? I think it was, I think it was after. after. I think he did that. Yeah, uh, a little bit. So yeah, he had been sort of like child actor, whatever happened to guy, right? And then uh, you know he was back in this. And you know Alan Ruck between Twister Speed and Ferris Bueller kind of gives you a. A good intro, and then if you want to get more Alan Ruck, Spin City it until you know, <laughs> right at the second star and on tall morning. <laughs> but um, yeah. By the way, just behind the curtain stuff, we are doing this episode on Amazon streaming without subtitles. So yeah. God yeah. help us all. Here we go. And the time it's, it's hitching a little bit too. So yeah, the time I'm already I'm already timing may vary. Is the chat room still open? That may be on the on the same. No, it's machine. not. Okay. Every, the only thing that's running on this computer right now is Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Damn you, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, this might be a thing. We'll see. Now, the, the, the thing that impressed me, the thing that impressed me about this shot is you kind of go, "Okay, I get it." You know, <laughs> you're, you're, but it's the fact that it then it, it stops going. and then turns into a moving shot. I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah. all right, all right, cool." Oh, does it do that? I had no. It does. It does. It does move. You know, it's like, "Oh, see, look, we. Oh, it seems to have changed into." I think. Thing. I think the realization I'm having is, "Wow, this is a really tall building." It's a very tall. <laughs> well, it is a very tall building. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a miniature, right? This is probably this just is, a camera no, on an elevator. Miniature. This is a miniature. Yeah, this is a, a according to the. Uh, but it's probably going sideways. Yeah, according to yeah. the Cinefx, and they're also obviously redoing it every time they wipe. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. according to the Cinefx, this this uh, was an 18-hour motion control shot. Yeah. I don't Ooh. know. Wh- I don't know why. Actually, I, I 
but I'm sure they had good reason. Well, because it's all timed. I mean, it has right. to it has to it has to go a certain number of floors and then stop for the credit, and then it has to continue, right. and then it has to to move on into the, the conclusion go. of the shot. Yeah. So here it transitions and there's into a, an there's actual. A wipe that is a very set. impressive transition yeah. thing they just did. In yeah. terms of yeah. ninety four, it's like again a motion control shot. Why didn't they just use CG? Well, because <laughs> it was the better way of doing it. I did have a couple of moments watching this where I was like, "Why didn't they just?" Oh, right, because because <laughs> it's ninety four. <laughs> exactly. That's not going to happen. Now you you mentioned uh, that we should talk about it is uh, you know the, 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 you said we'll get to high concept. This, like I said, uh, this this is where I kind of learned because I was just starting to think about writing scripts myself at this point and. And uh, so I was getting all the books and things like that. And, and the high, idea of high concept and the, and the idea of high concept is what's weird is high concept counterintuitively means kind of exactly the opposite of what, of what you might think it means. High concept sounds like a good thing. Um, high concept is actually a very bad thing in its way. Is it just uh, a pitch for an idea? High concept means I can tell you this in, a, in one sentence and you will so get what the movie is. Yeah, you will see the movie in your head. You'll yeah. see the trailer. There's a bomb Expendables, on a bus. but they're women. Oh! There's, awesome. there's a bomb on a bus. There's a bomb on a bus, and it can't go slower than 55. Up. That's where the that's where the X meets Y type pitch came from. It's Die Hard in a building. Yeah. Exactly. It's Die Hard <laughs> on a bus. So so yeah, but the, but the pitch of it's a bus that can't. It's a bus full of people, and it can't go slower. If it slows down below in Los Angeles, and if it goes below 55 miles an hour, it explodes. And just like you come to, if you come into my office and you say that sentence, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. All we have to do is I see the whole movie. All we have to do is make that. Not fuck it up, and we will get all the money. <laughs> yeah, and they did, and they did. Yeah. That's, what are other that's examples of high concept movies? Can you think of one off the top of your head? They well, they usually. Uh, well, I mean, any any major blockbuster nowadays, yeah. it, you want to be able to. Or boil for it instance, down. like maybe Fast and the Furious, a bunch of guys that race cars are brought in on a heist. Yeah, yeah. Bingo. There's, there's, there's that's a high concept, concept pitch. pitch. Yeah, okay. yeah. You can boil it's, it I mean, down. It's usually, yeah, still, something, something that yeah. there's a hook that people, you go, okay, everyone, everyone knows that, or everyone's into that right now, and it's a story about blah. Yeah. So, so a like, high concept movie might be, uh, man is transported to Mars. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. A high need, con- I, was high con- I was kidding, but I guess it here's kind of a high concept is. movie. You know how everyone thinks the world's going to end in 2012? 2012. That's the fucking yeah. movie. Gotcha. <laughs> Now, is there, Does it mean it's going to be a good movie? Because you think high concept means like, you know, it's about Jane Eyre and it's a whole yeah. thing about man's duality, the Jungian thing, sir. It's not a that conceptual like, movie. It's yeah, a, yeah. it's a, I, I see, I see the yeah, distinction it's, here. It's, it, to me, the term means exactly the opposite of what it should mean. Yeah. It's low concept is what it okay, is. Okay, so stick with me here. There's a valley girl in Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's your pitch. Well, so I think that uh, partially explains the failure of Speed 2 because, and we've been talking that... That guy was in Twister. Yes. That one extra in the elevator was the one extra bad guy in Twister. He must be his brother or something. Because he was an extra in both. Go on. Sorry, Seth. No, no, it's okay. No, no, we were, so we were saying repeatedly that, wow, we completely forgot there was all this other stuff in this movie. I love the, for the unnecessary. Bus. There's, there's yeah. an entrance. The unnecessary. Talk about Ferris Bueller. <laughs> I've seen internet uh, conspiracy theories that say that this uh, car and them were literally dropped into the world by God at the beginning <laughs> of the story. <laughs> And then this, I mean, this is pretty radical for 94. It's like, we're going to shoot this dialogue scene where the camera orbits the car twice. Yeah. Zing! Oh, yeah. You know, that's like, again, this is Jan DeBond going, you want an action movie? Here's a goddamn action movie yeah. for you. Even the dialogue's going to have action to it. And that's not necessarily the standard. It's the standard now. Yeah. yeah. You know, Michael Bay is going, oh, that's how we should do it. I get it. Um, but uh, it was, you know, at the time, it was like, my God, movie, you're, you're, you're killing me here. Joe Morton, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I love Joe Morton. I, uh, for some he, reason, he invented the Skynet. 
for some reason, I thought that was Shaft, just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mustache. Look at, look at little he young kinda, He looks a little bit like him, yeah. That guy looks like a pedo, so <laughs> the book is in the cover. I, once it's the again, mustache. it's the mustache. Well, yeah, it's yeah. totally the mustache. And yet Joe Morton pulls it off. A mustache is a very, it's an iffy thing. It's tricky to nail the mustache because you can either be fine, like you're, basically your spectrum goes from fine to awful, but there <laughs> yeah. isn't a higher point. What it's, should be neutral is really just the top of the spectrum when it comes to mustaches. Yeah. No, but so I was saying, it, it seems yes. like they took the high concept idea of this movie and rolled with it, forgetting everything that was actually in the movie. So it's like, the high concept pitch was, you know, action with the bus. So we're going to roll with that, completely forgetting the whole arc of the character and the multiple instances that we're dealing with him. And yeah, okay, we boiled it down a little bit too far for that one. Yeah. You're saying the pitch is... Too small for the movie? For the sequel. Well, the sequel. Oh, the sequel. The sequel oh, if the, we're talking about the sequel, no. then the sequel, the dog's pitch, out. The <laughs> sequel, the pitch was clearly the title. Speed yeah. 2, Cruise Control. It's a, it's oh, my God, it's a cruise ship. ship. Now, I've, I've told yeah. the story. I don't know if I've told it. Was it was off the air. Go for it. The show, oh, okay, yeah. yeah the, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's the Fox Movie Channel, um, which is not Fox News. It's, it's where they show Fox movies. Um, and I don't know if he still does it, but Tom Rothman, who is the, what is he, the president of... Uh, for so. years and yeah. years, he was the head of Fox. <laughs> I don't know if he still is. He's but. the guy, I mean, he, he, he goes at least as far back as, you know, Titanic. He was the guy who's, you know, who was staking his career on Titanic. And I believe he I still think, does. I think, he, I think he goes back to Die Hard, because I recall there was a thing yeah. that he wanted the explosion in the Die Hard building to literally happen in his office. Yeah. So I, when the Nakatomi Tower blows up, it's literally his office that's blowing up. So he, he's, he's the head of, he's the guy at Fox who, you know... And, Green Lights movies or whatever, and and he there's a show uh, that again I haven't had uh, Fox Legacy on my cable system for a while, but uh, um, he used to do a show called Fox Legacy, which is every Friday night. Um, he himself would do a little introduction of a, of a classic Fox movie, um, <laughs> like Robert Evans introducing sports. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> one night, one night he was Die Hard, in fact, and uh, and you know whether it's it's not necessarily a movie during his tenure, but a Fox movie. Um, but then he. Uh, he one night uh, he did speed and he'll and he'll come out and see him in a soundstage and he's you know hi I'm Tom Rothman and it's, it's, he does this little on camera thing and he's a really cool guy a lot of people like sort of hate Tom Rothman because of this movie or that movie but he comes across as a pretty personable guy who legitimately likes movies and uh, you know is trying to make good ones and trying to run a business at the same time and he talked about one night the movie was speed and he talked about speed and the making of speed and all that kind of stuff and then it, so he'll do a piece before the movie and then they'll run the movie and then he'll come back and he'll do a little piece after the movie um, and so he talks about and this is you know it's under his uh, under his tenure um they made speed speed was the biggest you know biggest movie they had that year one of the biggest movies was a huge thing naturally we're doing a sequel they came up with this concept for speed Two cruise control takes place on a boat and he tells this he tells the story about you know they the, you know this is going to be hugely expensive and the whole cast and crew goes down to bermuda or wherever they were and they actually rented a freaking cruise ship to get the first day's shots of the cruise ship you know this wide shots of a cruise ship and all that and he, he talks to the story about going to the screening room at fox and going okay first day daily is of speed Two. our next cash cow yay and and sitting there looking at these big wide shots of an ocean liner just piddling along in the ocean and uh, he gets the producers on the phone he goes uh, so could you could the ocean liner go faster than that and they're like it's going to top speed yeah. for an ocean liner that thing's going 20 miles an hour <laughs> yeah, <sir>. exactly. 20 <laughs> miles yeah. an hour they're hauling balls in that ocean liner and so you know he's like the titanic never made it past 19 yeah so he's you know he's he's he, he saw the daily sneak just had this crisis of like oh we're screwed oh shit oh <laughs> our f- the, thing, <laughs> the thing that's supposed to be terrifying is going yeah 20 miles an hour on open ocean the movie's called speed and i'm thinking slow yeah so uh <laughs> 
So yeah, he just, we are so bummed. And not that yeah. fifty-five miles an hour is fast, but a bus in the city—that's fast. Yeah. yeah, a boat on the ocean. And, and regardless of how fast is it is, slow for a boat it doesn't look fast. That's yeah. the issue. It doesn't look fast the because thing, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing, 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 com- nothing to compare it to. No parallel. Howard Hughes yeah. is trying to film Hell's Angels. There's no clouds. Yeah, there's no clouds. You can't tell that the planes are moving. Everyone's risking their lives. Right. So, anyway, yeah. Now, this whole dynamic that they set up between the two of them, for all of them, um, we've, we've addressed repeatedly on the Matrix movies and also on Constantine, um, the, the Keanu Reeves thing, what's going on there, and we here might be, I guess, apologetically called apologists uh, for Keanu <laughs> yeah, Reeves. Yeah, but we're sorry, we're sorry for it. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I, I understand why people don't like Keanu Reeves, but he never doesn't work for me. Uh, I always find what he's doing in a scene, and I agree with it. Uh, now, a different actor might handle it differently, but I never disagree with what he's doing. And I, it's never better than when he's actually bouncing off of someone else who... Sorry, Keanu, I, you seem really nice. It's never better than when he's bouncing off someone with charisma. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it, if you put him and Jeff Daniels in a room, then it's like, this is a back and forth, and he's just kind of stoic. Yeah. If it's him by himself on screen pontificating, then it's like watching the Tree of Life. It's just, yeah. wow, it's, Keanu. <laughs> but it's it's yeah. like the way it's the way it's written, and it's actually funny because um, uh, Joss Whedon apparently did extensive uh, work on this, even though he's not credited. <clears throat> and Twister. Yeah. And, and Twister. Um, but, but this one, actually, uh, Graham Yost is the credited screenwriter, but even he says... Basically, all the lines of that dialogue are Joss, and that's why this movie works. Yeah. Like, the credited screenwriter is saying, he basically, he should have gotten credited because he did the dialogue, and that's why this I movie I structured works. it. I, I wrote the scenes. Yeah. Joss wrote the things that you think, you think about. Yeah. And, and that's, so there, that's But him. there are moments... It was funny, because before I knew that, I was watching this, and there's the bit where he's talking about, uh, you know, oh, you know, in 30 years, you get to retire, and you get a handshake and a gold watch, and Keanu goes, cool, you know? And it's like, <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't pull off that line. He doesn't pull off that line. Um, but I was like, that sounds like something like we... And then yeah. later, later there's the moment where he's, he's looking at the, you know, looking at under the bus at the bomb, and Alan Ruck is, like, relaying everything yes. he says. Oh, and he's relaying it word for word until he says, fuck me, fuck! and he goes, fuck! oh, darn. I was yeah. like, who... No. Yeah. I went to IMDb. I was like, did Joss Whedon... And sure enough, he's yeah. like, I, I, you can... His fingerprints are all over. Not yeah. to overly date this, and hopefully the newsroom is around for years and years, but yesterday I, I caught up on all the newsroom to date, which is most of season one. Um, Jeff Daniels really kind of hasn't aged. If this is '94, <laughs> and little, we're talking about, we're he's, about a little, he's a little puffier, but otherwise, uh, yeah. he's got he's got a couple crow's feet, and his neck is about one percent bigger. Yeah. That's his twenty years. Yeah, yeah. But Jeff Daniels is our Samuel L. Jackson. And actually, white people actually just accept the fact that he's yeah. never going to look old. Well, Keanu is almost fifty now. Yeah, that's, Keanu's forty-seven. Now, are you shitting? Yeah. Me? Watching. Yeah. So he was in his forties through the sequels for Matrix. Uh, he I was in his late 30s, at least. I think he was like 35. Well, as we know, we have yeah. the internet. Uh, Keanu doesn't age. Yeah. Keanu's been around since the 1600s, and he is a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, Seriously, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it, because it's really amusing. Yeah. There's also whole Nicholas things about Cage. people who are like finding old illustrations of characters and things, and they all look exactly like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Nick Cage has one. Not as cool as Keanu's one, because Keanu's one is like almost compelling. <laughs> it's like... Maybe he is. <laughs> sort of a few quibbles about this uh, about this action scene here is that every time they shut, they go to the crane, and the crane is like you know the the elevator is like yeah. the, the 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 crane is vibrating. It's like no, it's under sto- it's under tension. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's so, it, why is it how is it vibrating back and forth when it's holding a heavy load? 
that's one that's heavier oh, wow. than it can hold. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like it's you know it's I understand create visual interest in the scene, but it's like the fact that it's wiggling. It's like it's like it's trying to get itself free from this elevator. Like, <laughs> in the like, chat, oh, uh, yeah. Ernest says that uh, this year, uh, this is 2012. Uh, Keanu is 48 and Jeff Daniels is 57. Yeah. Whoa. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, fucking, they don't and, age. No. Ser- and seriously, Jeff Daniels, you were saying like he's maybe a little puffier. I'm like, I think he actually looks kind of better now. I think he's yeah. kind of filled out more. I've I mean, actually been thinking about that lately. Where I don't know how to phrase this in an articulate way, but it seems like women uh, are are really beautiful for the first 40 years, and then it's really a super crapshoot later. But if a guy is kind of handsome at 20, he's going to be kind of handsome at 70. Yeah. Like you kind of have. I don't know what the difference is or how we look at him. I th- my my only maybe line of thought on that was that maybe a lot of the beauty we associate with women has to do with the way their skin is hanging on their face and a lot of the beauty that we associate with men is the way that their bones are holding up the skin on their face and the bones don't change it, it might be something like or that, something yeah. stupid like that but i noticed that guys that are handsome young tend to be handsome late and yeah it's not necessarily the case with women yeah and i don't know why but you're a sexist pig yeah <laughs> well it's, it's true I'm, I'm sexist but not racist because black people are pretty their whole lives <laughs> all the time all the t- from day one Samuel yep. L. Jackson was 19 and then he turned 49 yeah. and he's been 49 for the last 60 years that's yeah. how they do it yeah <laughs> What is happening with that man? This is a really scary scene. It's by a great scene. Yeah, yeah you, you're, you're really waiting for some serious bad oh, shit to happen. Yeah. And it's and it's oh, again, yeah. it's it's you know, talking about high concept. It's like it's it's a brilliant. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a scene you could have done forty years ago. It's yep. the concept works and it's very simple. It, Towering Inferno. Yeah. Towering Inferno didn't even pull it off well, as well. Yeah. But this idea of, you know, this whole thing of it starts up here, but then it's down and it's, it's someone's going to freaking lose an arm. Someone's just gonna know it. Cut the fuck in half is yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be some nasty shit. And then, you know, then you had the last little wrinkles like, lady, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sweetie, come here. It, it, it actually you don't want to be mad at her, but you totally get it. Yeah, I, it's I, just like you, <laughs> yeah. you have you when, see both sides. You're like when I'm when I'm bitch, falling. Please ele- come on yeah. now. When I'm falling like, elevator, you are react the same. <laughs> you might right exactly. You want to be like, oh bitch, please get off the fucking thing. But you can also be her and go, nope, 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 yeah. nope, yeah. nope. She hasn't seen the movie. She doesn't know how it ends. Because all she's, ima- <laughs> all she's imagining in that moment is getting pulled halfway in, and then it collapses. Yeah. Oh god! And then yeah. she is—that's all I'm imagining. That whole she, scene. And then yeah. she's that guy that Quint pulled out of the water in Jaws. Yeah, they got his body. They're gonna get like half night. of her. Like, right. uh, it, it ties. And then they get—they get eight <laughs> seconds to tell her. Told you. Yeah. It ties in better towards the end when we get what, what is so it's elevator, bus, subway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it ties in better at the end. But I was when I was younger, I was on an older New York City subway system. And before they did, did the big old changeover? Yeah, before they did the changeover, so it was the old doors. So I'm walking through, and I literally got stopped halfway oh, in, yeah. and the train started moving. No, no. So I'm there. My mom and my sister are inside. My dad's on the outside. My mom's pulling. My dad's pushing. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, God, it's picking up speed. It's picking up speed. <laughs> oh, boy. Just to wrap up the previous thing about ages, in this movie, uh, Keanu's 29, and Jeff is 38. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. I wonder, do I guess there's no... Uh, dis- I guess distinction made when they're pairing up police partners about the age or anything like that. It just always seems to work out that way. I guess it certainly doesn't movies because you always want to have the sage guy and the new guy. But they 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 play it about the same. They age, play like the they, same they, age. They, they, they're, they're contemporaries. They, they, they seem the like boss. contemporaries. They don't seem yeah. like Jeff is a year shy of ten years older than Keanu. This, yeah, it's not this the isn't mentor. Lethal Weapon where it's yeah. it's not oh, seven for retirement. Those, Three days right? to retirement. Yeah. Too old for this shit. Gold watch. Cool. Anyway, that's terrifying stuff. Yeah, no, that was... I had that moment uh, 
Actually, I had that moment, but the more funny story is my dog had that moment because my dog was in the passenger seat of my car once and she was she had her head out the window because it was mostly down. And then she kind of rearranged herself on the side of the door oh. and she put her finger, her, her paw on the window up. Oh, God. And the dog was having this moment of ultimate betrayal <laughs> with this moment of joy. <laughs> and she's like trying to keep her head out, but then... <laughs> I'm just over here on my side with the left hand, just casually trying to put the window down, but her fucking paw is still on the up button. And I'm like, Snickers, calm down, yo. (laughs) Sweetie. I can control this moment. Anyway, it was, it was, I had that moment too, but it's funnier if it's a dog, but I had that moment too, where when I was a kid, I got my neck stuck in a window. But yeah, so all I know is that that has a, uh, I have that in the back of my mind whenever I see scenes. It was like a formative. That, like, this oh elevator God, scene oh taps God. into a formative experience <laughs> yes. that you had, where that, your body was going to get ripped in half by something. The closest I have, I was on an elevator. I, I I was getting on an elevator once, and the doors were closing. And normally, the doors like if they hit something, they're like, "Oh, okay," and they just bounce back. Yeah, open. you can just hold your hand there. It's like, yeah. "Oops, sorry." I was I I was getting on an elevator, and it closed on me, and it just but it was like faster than I expected. And it just went well, bam, and it just stopped. <laughs> it just held, like I wasn't scared because I knew the elevator wasn't going to move or anything, but it was just like shit, shit, it shit. Just, it just kind of no, I was, it was nothing. It was just it. It was more like really because it just went boom and just just stopped, like clenching my face, and I was totally like Michael's clenching his face now. I'm like, is this for happening seriously right now? So 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 I actually had to like push it open and someone was like Mike, hammering the on elevator the just button. wanted to hug me <laughs> exactly yeah. he was just trying to have a good day man that was it was one of the weirdest things that ever happened i was like wow okay in addition to all this fun stuff that we're talking about there's also a really tense action scene happening yeah, yeah. he was lifted up by his nose he picked up jeff dennis by his yeah. nose i bet that wasn't scripted either he <laughs> just fucking yeah, did it that's true now let's uh, this is a trivia question yeah, blue screen yeah that's that's this is the really? only blue screen shot in the in the film because really? uh, well, it totally sold yeah because the sh- the uh that shot of him moving that sh- the shaft is a, is a miniature shaft. They could only build oh. like so much. So to really get the sense of him moving uh, through through many floors of it, they actually had to do a motion control thing and shoot him on blue screen and do all of that. Now but that's the only actual blue screen shot. I'm pretty it. sure. I'm almost certain now that I think about it. We've never done a movie with Dennis Hopper before, and Dennis Hopper is a thing like Walken, <laughs> like Ed Harris. Waterworld, he, we've done. He, oh, we did yeah, Waterworld. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, we didn't get released. No, I still have yeah, it. Though. We have I, done it though. Yeah. I still have it. I can release it. I guess. Okay. But um, that, uh, we but, did. Yeah, but, we did like eight but, versions of Waterworld because yeah, it kept. Stopping it kept stopping. Yeah. In fact, I think it was on Netflix. So pray to God. But Dennis Hopper brings his own thing to a character every single time, and he can vary. He is an actor, and he can do different things. But you can't change the fact that your personality has this weird kind of energy to it, mm-hmm. which is why Walken is Walken and Keanu is Keanu and all those things. Dennis Hopper brings intense half scary when he yeah. reads the paper oh, in the morning yeah. he is he seems like maybe he's a total dick or oh, was a total dick he was but, apparently pretty smooth he's actually a very smooth kind of cultured guy in his later years he's sort of like hello how are you good to see you he sort of saved it for the screen well good the, because i know who watching him in movies they claimed a i like it. remember the nike commercials where he was trying to he was like bootlegging a nike shoe in the 80s and he had these commercials where he was talking about this the new nike and it's just him and a light on his face in a dark room talking about the new nike don't tell anyone and then he leaves and like that was the commercial that's a nike commercial this is speed and take easy rider pick a movie pick a role dennis hopper is always he almost it's it's almost hard to imagine someone with too much charisma but he is so intense he is so in your face it's almost like that guy 
I love him. He's terrifying. Yeah. As it, opposed to, I love him. He's fine. You're right. It's like it's like poisonous charisma almost. It's like he's yeah. got so much it, it turns into scary. Yeah. But Pop quiz hotshot. Yeah. yeah. He's a supervillain of charisma. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I have never not loved, I haven't seen Easy Rider and I've heard from people that are of my generation, as that is yeah. to say young people. Don't, don't bother. Um, a, the movie throws them. But the thing that tends to happen is people say, even those that get thrown by Easy Rider, Dennis Hopper is fucking fascinating he's a yeah. really interesting guy to watch and i have to imagine what makes a person like that what makes a dennis hopper there's a million little calculations throughout someone's life about how they'll be but dennis and, you know, hopper he, is he one of those guys even, that is that intense he didn't even appear on the scene in easy rider he'd been an actor for like 10 years before then i mean he, he studied at the actor studio with brando and and that crowd you know he was like he was he was like you know Mr. Serious stage actor man uh, you know with that whole thing and then he comes out to Hollywood and he did a lot of westerns and he worked with like John Ford and Howard Hawks and John Wayne and things like that and did TV. I think a lot of that actually has to do this intensity that we're talking about. I think it has to do with the eyes, not just mm-hmm. that you have them. Many people do, but that you <laughs> yeah. or I hope so. Quite a few. Yeah. I've heard. I I think that most people, at least one. Everyone has one. At least one. I think that most people, in my experience. Sure, we'll say everyone. Most people, their eyes kind of tend to all do the same thing at the same time in a sentence. If you were having a conversation with someone about this and it gets awkward at a certain line or a certain word in the sentence, you look away a little bit and your eyes just kind of, everyone's eyes kind of do that to different degrees, but generally the same thing. And I always feel like his eyes do the opposite thing. Every single time you'd think that someone would be okay telling you this straight to your eyes, Hopper tends to kind of be looking a little away and kind of thinking to himself. And then as soon as you think that what he's saying is so awkward, you couldn't look at the person in the eyes when you're saying it, he goes in for it. Mm-hmm. And I think something as subtle as that might be a lot of it. Now, obviously, he's also, uh, for lack of a better word, he's evil chipper. He's charismatic and, and fun to watch. But I think a lot of it is just the way he connects with who he's talking to. And that, Well, there's very much an aspect of not giving a fuck <laughs> as well. Yeah, like yeah. he could have been the Joker. Like he would. Oh yeah. Oh, he would like because that's cause Dennis you know Hopper is that, not that would have f- been that would have that would have worked. Yeah, that totally would Hopper work. instead yeah. of Nicholson. He is not afraid to chew the scenery, and so he just goes for it. And and but it's because not, it doesn't seem like he is. It seems like he, Dennis Hopper, not the character. Dennis Hopper in a conversation with you would chew the scenery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Michael, this. Yeah. Whoa! Hey, boy! What's up? <laughs> yeah, Bob Quiz. Like that's show. actually who he is. Yeah, and I think that Keanu Reeves is actually who he is for the most part. I'm sure he's an enlightened and fun I guy. Think, well, actually, but uh, this, I'll bet you he just talks that way. This yeah. uh, he's just very chill. So it's I, I imagine he's just very chill. So when he's playing someone who's not chill, it's kind of difficult for him to push out of that. Well, I have I've I've of the three people of the three main characters of the thing I've. Uh, Dennis Hopper's the one that I never worked with, but I have worked with Keanu and Jeff Daniels. So, uh, you know, so... When was Keanu? Oh, my God. Freaked. Freaked, right. Which he did just before this movie, I believe. I think and Jeff was, Daniels was Martian, right? My favorite Martian, yeah. So so briefly with Keanu, and, you know, it just he was around on set. And, and yeah, he's... he's you know, he, he's not he's not anything different off camera. He's he's exactly what you think. He's like, he seems like a sweet, nice up? dude. Hey, you know, he's, he is. He's, you know, Bill and Ted was, you know, that's not acting. That's casting. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, how you doing? What's up? How's it going? Did you? Uh, What's up? You must have because you were actually on set for all of Martian, right? Doing all the spacesuit stuff. Yeah. With Jeff. Yeah. Did you? Jeff is, you know, Jeff was our co-star. What was the read? Was, what was the, was, uh, what's the, you know, without going too into it, I guess. What was your read off Jeff, Jeff is, it's really interesting. I, going in, I had totally different expectations of, of coming out because the three main actors that we worked with were Jeff Daniels and Christopher Lloyd and Daryl Hannah. 
and uh, two and of I, which are known for being big. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I really, yeah, I knew Jeff Daniels was. I, you know, I, I certainly knew because he would had a lengthy career. Even at, you know, even by then, Martian was like ninety nine, I guess, um, <laughs> including Speed, among other things that he'd been in. And of course, you know, Christopher Christopher Lloyd. Are you kidding me? You know, it's like talk. Um, so so Jeff Daniels had Party. only a few years earlier this year had done Dumb and Dumber. Um, one of the things I remember is uh, we had a lot of kids on set, you know, just being extras and stuff on on My Favorite Martian. This, more than once, I saw like a young kid go up to Jeff Daniels and go, "I just want to say that I really like Dumb and Dumber." And he was he was very always very gracious, like, "Oh, thank you very much. Thank nice you to meet so you." Much. And yeah, that's that movie where I had the explosive diarrhea. That's could have ended my career which but, for an actor is yeah. little yeah, I'm but glad your parents showed that I'm to glad, you yeah I'm so happy that you're eight and you've seen that movie it's like somehow. when you go up to the Rembrandts and say I loved the Friends theme yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sure oh. that's right um, so so but he was uh, Jeff Daniels is uh, was consummately professional uh, not uh, it's not that he's unfriendly it's just he was there he did the work he would like what would you like me to do should I be here and then I should look here um, and then okay so a three count and then I'm here like this all right um let's do that and then you know just totally there to do the work professional boom nail it and you know away he goes and and totally willing to do whatever i mean he does a nude scene in my favorite martian for fuck's sake and it's kind of like the director kind of came up with it like so he could have rewrote the scene it's like but you know jeff would do a nude scene he was like yeah all right <laughs> so just know, a pro for my favorite martian he does it you know <laughs> do a nude scene for fuck's sake yeah totally that's my experience of jeff daniels totally professional um just jumping back for a sec, this is this is Vince Boulevard. This yep. is, you know, because you got the clown statue right there. Yeah. The, the fact that they blew up a bus right there on actual Venice Boulevard yeah. freaks me out. And um, actually, a kind of impressive uh, proto Children of Men shot because he like yeah. comes out of the cafe yeah. as the there was a wonder, and the thing is driving away and yeah. explodes. You just associate with cafes and film. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of the same kind of. Yeah. I know you're right. I was just it's, making. A joke. So so anyway, the uh, Jeff Daniels is again my experience of him is uh, just he's, he's a great actor who you know, obviously can do a great many things and uh, just a great you know accessible but not a complete pro on the set no no yeah. drama whatsoever just uh, just a good you know hardworking actor and the same for Christopher Lloyd the the surprise with Christopher Lloyd of course is that Christopher Lloyd that is guy. not manic and crazy and I entertaining. met that guy I was stunned Christopher Lloyd is like you know an, an art history professor in real life yes no <laughs> it was I mean Brian's told this story probably on a couple of movies but I met him once at a uh, a New Bev re- revival theater uh, screening of the Back to the Future trilogy and the more I learned about Chris Lloyd, the more I'm like, oh my God, he was there that day? Did they pay him 200 bucks? Like, why did he come? <laughs> um, but it was a moment where I I am truly, and everyone says this, but I'm truly not the guy who goes up to celebrities and says this, that, the other. But I was in line for popcorn and he was behind me. And we were, it was a long line. And I was just, I turned around and said, you know, it's, you know, I know you know that I'm here, so I know you. Uh, and I, you know, cool job and I'm glad you're here. And can I get a picture and I'm sorry? And he was like, oh yeah, 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 sure. That's no problem. And we took a picture, or someone in front of me, basically the person in front of me in line was mad jealous. But <laughs> I handed him my phone and said, can you take a picture of us? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. I'm sure he was just happy for the opportunity to look at Christopher Lloyd for a <laughs> yeah. second. Because everyone in that situation is going, don't look, don't, don't look, don't look, don't look. Because we're, don't be we're awkward, LA, don't be it's like, don't, don't be the guy. Don't yeah. be the guy in LA. Who and that is, it weird. it's pervasive how much LA is centered upon celebrity and yet... Most people are really modest in the face yeah. of it. He's, uh, here, he's just here for the popcorn, don't not look, for don't me. Look, don't, don't look, don't look, don't look. Right, exactly. But he took a picture of it. And it was just this moment where we only had 15 or 20 seconds together. And in that moment, it was very much a, oh my God, you know, it's great to see, uh, you know, I would love to get a picture with you if I could. I didn't even go into the whole spiel, about I never do. No, I just, I'd love to get a picture with you if I could. He's like, oh yeah, that's fine. I, you know, I'm just waiting for popcorn at this point. And the conversation was, I'd love to get a picture with you. 
Oh yeah, that's fine. We can do that. <laughs> can you hold our, Can you hold the camera? And the guy's like, "Yes." Uh, and he's like, "All right, I move uh, move into together a little bit." And I'm like, "All right, all right." And Chris is like, "All right." And then we take the picture, and I say, "Thank you, Chris." And he's like, "It's no problem." Not. It's no problem. <laughs> no, it's no problem at all. Now, the the fun little postscript to that was my phone did that thing that phones sometimes do where I know for a fact this picture got taken, but it's not there. Oh. And it wasn't there for 18 months. And then one day, randomly, I don't know what happened. It was there. Suddenly, in my gallery, there was a picture of me and Chris Lloyd. And the second I saw it, I was in the middle of a conversation at dinner. I uploaded it to something else. Just <laughs> get off my phone. If you exist for a second, I'm saving you. <laughs> and now you can actually see it on my face. It was a quantum n- Lloyd. A nano picture. Yeah. Trey has real stories about Chris Lloyd. All I have is photo. all I have is the impression that Chris Lloyd is way more subdued than you think he is. Yeah. It's all on the screen. And what I've learned from Trey on a similar note is you might think Christopher Walken is intense and scary. <laughs> yes. He is. That, <laughs> you know, he really is. Even worse in person, if anything. <laughs> He's worse on because yeah. you don't know how the movie ends. That's right. Is this the one where he kills me randomly? You or uh, You don't know if he's the dad from Blast in the Past yeah. or Max Shrek. Like, yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. Am yeah. I in the comedy or the thriller? Oh, Either God. One. Oh, God. I actually I actually had that had that experience once, not not even with a real celebrity, but I I, um, I was walking around like some, some office complex where I was working, and there was a guy who looked exactly like Bill Nye, but like in in a character, not just the guy. Like he oh, had wow. like the slit, and he had like a sweater vest, and he was actually outside smoking a pipe. <laughs> oh, and nice. I was just just hanging, and I was like, I, I literally like crossed to the other side of the quad because I'm like, I, he, I don't know what movie I'm in, <laughs> I, and and I know I'm not the star if Bill Nye's playing <laughs> that character. Shaun of so. the Dead or Dead Man's <laughs> yeah. Chest right now. So I'm getting the hell away from him. <laughs> Alan Ruck. I'm background. I don't want to be a supporting role in this film. There are a whole, I would say, if it wasn't a movie conversation, I would say there's a cast of people. There's a whole roster of folks who, if you put them in a movie and give them any character and any lines, as long as they're not doing something really acty, uh, just put that person in the scene, you'll love them. And Alan Ruck is one of those guys. And I've never understood what happens when someone who is like that gets a career and someone who's like that doesn't. Because Alan Ruck had several major big fucking ass movies. And it never really seemed to take off for him. And maybe it's a personal choice or, or changing different roles or just doing indie movies or whatever. But Alan Ruck seems exactly like the kind of guy who could have been the likable dude in almost everything. I, it just it weirds me out because every time I see him, I love him. He's been in major movies, but he's not in other movies. And maybe he just made a choice or maybe he doesn't get cast. And if it's the latter, I don't know why. Well, there's... I've- there's so many people on that roster. It's probably There's a million just, people yeah, that are just yeah. likable. I mean, you, you know, you cast any of us in a movie and we're likable? Yeah. Question mark. But Alan Ruck is just every time he talks, he's like, I got it like that guy. Right here, he's playing a doofus. In Twister, he was playing another scientist. And in Ferris Bueller, doofus, he was but... playing the damaged teen friend. And it's like that's three different roles. Yeah, he he could have he probably kept showing up at the same auditions with with Norton with uh, oh yeah that's true Ed Norton yeah. it's like wow damage team he yeah could. me too yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he had the, that's crazy he, he done, had actually had Primal Fear Rounders he, and Fight Club of his own of his own career yeah he could have done those yeah and you know what that that that's what it is he showed up in an episode of Scrubs and he was on Spin City for a million years but and most notably and most recently for me his his the last thing that I remember Alan Ruck from is from that episode of the, from the Year to the Moon. He was uh, he was cast as the guy who figured out how to do a, a lunar landing in the episode Spider from Earth to right. the Moon. There's a lot of Alan Ruck in the episode Spider if you if you're interested in Alan Ruck. 
I just like the guy a lot. And, you know, when you like someone, you want to see them work a lot. And I just hope that he's doing good. But I'm always happy to see him. Uh, LA traffic. Yeah. Whereas Keanu Reeves get cast in everything. Like, what's going on in the world? I'm impressed, like I said. I'm, uh, and apparently that was not, (laughs) that was him shattering the glass like that. He just ran up and fucking hit it and it broke. Yeah. And he just kept rolling. Yet another continuity problem. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Great great moment, but now we got this whole thing. Fortunately, see, that's kind of the, well, you hope you're not shooting that out of sequence. Right. We've shot half the movie and the thing is, you know, wasn't broken. And, because that's so awesome that it's broken. If we did it in order, we could just break it and it'd be broken from then on. And well, they, 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 I was reading the making up too. They, they went through like eight buses to do uh-huh. this thing. It's not just one bus the whole time. They're, the chat they're room dead. is beating me up right now because we're talking about spotting actors and Alan Ruck. But John Pavlich says, so it's an intermission about spotting actors, huh? I'm like, ah, fuck you. And then um, <laughs> Jimmy B says, just fun, fun fact, Alan Ruck was 30 in Ferris Bueller. Yep. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Amazing? How about mind that? blown. Wow. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. How about that? And Carrie Fisher was 19 in Star Wars. Everyone go to hell. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now we have what uh, the, oh, what's I, his name? Is Glenn Glenn something? I think is this this actor here? Um, who, who the bus driver? Oh, him. No, yeah, the the guy with the car. Um, he he uh, he they they. He got paid a lot, I'm sure, but you know they they worked him into speed too, where he just happens to be on vacation yeah. and they oh, and they steal his speedboat and it's the, the oh my god. So speed two's just conceptually, but but the whole movie itself was ineptly made. And then the final icing on the cake was Keanu refused to do it, so Sandra Bullock just has a different boyfriend now, <laughs> and then right. somehow it's the whole thing. So it doesn't even have the tenuous diehard like, why does this keep happening to us? It's like, why does this keep happening to you? Yeah. But do you like me have the impulse to think of a, a third movie in the Speed franchise that's literally the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, involving the guy with the car and oh, the guy? Yeah. It's like <laughs> his life is fine. He's a real estate guy. He does his job, but then every couple of years, <laughs> every couple of years, someone steals his ride, man. Someone takes his jag and rips off the, the door world. someone goes on the cruise and it's just somehow he's an extra in every action movie yeah. what, what happened but i think that when i see that actor i just think of it for me his most iconic he's been a lot of things but his most iconic role is jericho one from uh from um oh yeah strange days yeah. but <laughs> 2k i mean also uh, what, what i was saying is you know look at this they're just blazing down the freeway yeah. man they, and do the way, they must a have a pretty cars. lucky day Again, on the this freeway. Is, this is 94. Yeah. There's there's rigs and things, but yeah. these things you're looking at on screen are happening. Yeah. They are not they're not on a green screen putting that that in the background like they would be for a lot of a lot of the bus stuff would be on a, a yeah. bus on a gimbal in front of a green yeah. screen yeah. and they'd be adding that stuff like later. Like source code where yeah. they just oh we don't have to be on a real train we'll just do green screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do I, I I do really like that moment where he's he's yelling, "There's a bomb on the bus." And he's like, "Okay, well he'll he'll hear me better. There's a bomb Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, is that what we're doing? In the chat, Xtroid says, combine Alan Ruck and Alan Rickman. Alan Ruckman. And then Jimmy B helpfully points out, or Alan Rick Ruck. (laughs) (laughs) That is the other way to do it, yes. That's terrifying. Rick Ruckman. That moment totally works. Huh? That moment works even though it's completely 70s towering inferno with the zoom and everything. It's just like, my God. Bomb on bus. Yeah. We haven't uh, we haven't really talked about Yann um, Debont really particularly yet. We talked about no it in, I, in, in the Twister commentary. Yann Debont was uh, this is D- his first movie. DP. This I believe is his first feature. Yep, and Direct, uh, first directing he, out of the park, man. Jesus, he shot uh, Die Hard. He shot uh, Basic Instinct. He, he was a cinematographer. Worked with Verhoeven in a lot of movies. I think he shot Robocop. Yeah, pretty sure he shot Robocop as well. Didn't shoot. He, he shot Lethal did, Weapon I think two. He did shoot Troopers? I think I'll check. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Oh, no, Yosvikano shot Troopers. Yosvikano. Because, because Jan had moved on to directing. So I'll stop checking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Nate the Great's like, Alric Manruck. Oh, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be, okay, that'll keep him busy for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jan Bond had been a DP, and as we, were, we mentioned this in the other commentary, but, uh, you know, DPs can be great directors. Some don't ever want to be directors. Some have no Fincher interest. Fincher was a DP for a while, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he uh, shot he, commercials, he but wasn't he also a DP? I DP? think he, yeah, he was, a, he definitely did camera. He was, I mean, he, he was a effects camera guy at ILM. Yeah. I think that's, that's the extent. The only thing that you're guaranteed DP. when a DP directs a movie is that it's going to look great. And some of them have picked up yeah. more and more, the circles around their particular field, they might have gotten more and more depending on how much they've noticed. Like the next thing you're likely to get are people who can direct scenes well. And then if you get all the way to a guy who can direct a movie well, that's a guy that will stick. Makes the transition, yeah. yeah. Now, bear in mind, that's all the case, and we'll take it as read that perhaps that's mostly true. And then you get, you know, not to cast aspersions, but Michael Bay. Right. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> that's like the 101 Dalmatians on the top 10 movies of all time list. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Moment. But, sure. It, it's that class, you know, it's... You've picked up what was your core craft, and depending on who you were interacting with, so maybe you were with someone who talked to you about, and you were able to pick up a fair amount of knowledge about the other aspects of the craft. Or you could have just been that guy who, no, I'm here, I want to do my gig, and out the door, not really converse about other things. And so, yeah, you don't pick up all that extra stuff. Speed is the movie that taught me what's in those. (laughs) (laughs) To this day. And by the way, if you drive past them on the highway... Uh, they're actually labeled in numbers. I think the numbers are gallons. Ah. Because the ones up front will say 25, the ones in the middle will say 50, and the ones in the back will say 75 or 100. Mm. I think it's gallons of water in them. Makes so the sense. first ones collapse fast. The last ones will slow you down, but they don't collapse fast. Right. Hence the varying in splashes. I didn't know there was water in them until speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but apparently there's water in them. I always thought they were full of high explosive. <laughs> just, to, just to make you keep you on your toes. So did Michael time. Bay, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they're, they're full of nitro, right? Those, Someone those, in the city's barrels? department is going, guys, I like the water thing. I see where we're going with that. Can there be nitroglycerin? Yeah, yeah just a little nitroglycerin. This is an interesting beat. Um, the first time I saw this movie, I hadn't been living in L.A., and I thought it was contrived and awful. But, <laughs> but but now I'm in LA. But now you know. But now I'm like, the fact that this guy has a record is one thing, but the fact that a random guy on the bus has a gun and thinks that something else is going on doesn't seem that far-fetched. <laughs> no, yeah. it really doesn't. I saw, I saw a really fascinating uh, thing online where people were talking about their experiences traveling to foreign countries and learning from the locals what the locals think America is having Ooh. never been to and uh, someone was talking about it in Brazil and Brazil you know we I think tend to think of Brazil as being a fairly sort of you know firefly kind of atmosphere it's a wild and woolly place you know the jungle and there's you know aborigines with poison darts come at you in, in Brazil and all that kind of stuff maybe it's not so much that but I think it was Brazil someone said that all his friends in Brazil just just believed that everyone in America carries a gun and has been in at least one shootout <laughs> <laughs> We, we all have literally been involved in a shootout at some time. Or I've had other. conversations with people on the forum, like, for instance, Dave in the forum. There's some Americans who think it should be that yeah, way. Yeah, that's, well, you know, that's their utopia. Yeah. I, I, I like to think that I have and didn't offend Dave. I have the relationship with him to just ask him a question because he's an Australian. And I said, is it weird that you get – Americans get tremendously little information about Australia on the whole through the popular media? 
and Australia and many other places in the world get a tremendous amount of America, not just from the news and shit that you know the president elected, that kind of shit, but like movies, the movies are all from America. Does that taint it? He's like he stopped me right there. He's like, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, and those conversations about uh, expectations and understanding get a lot more uncomfortable when you're on the America side of things. And it's like, we're watching movies too. It's not like we're watching our culture on the screen. We're also watching movies. Yeah, we, we get our own impression of ourselves from our own movies. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. bear in mind, if you live in Britain or, or Scotland or, or Russia or Brazil or Australia, Americans are watching American movies too. It's not like yeah. we're watching movies. They're, they're, they're the stories we tell about ourselves. I saw something recently that there are other, many other countries in the world, as far as our, you know, we're heading toward a, toward a presidential election right now. Um, a lot of other countries in the world are like, why are they even having an election? I mean, that's not even like a choice. They're actually acting like this even matters. Yeah. Like, like that <laughs> other guy is going to even win the election. It's yeah. like... <laughs> How would they possibly, you know, nominate anyone other than, you know, the whole you, finally, like, you finally got a good president yeah, for fuck's sake. You're on an upswing. <laughs> yeah, <Stop>. really. <laughs> it's like they're just going through the motions of having they're not really going to elect the other guy now. Right. Because they already had a douchebag like that. He ruined the world. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here in America, it's like, oh, it could go either direction. It's like it really shouldn't go. But either this direction. Is, it shouldn't. No, but it's scary. Yeah. Even, even yeah. for all of that, this is the or one of the quintessential American movies. Well, what you were saying yeah, is... Yeah. It's L.A. Yes, yeah, it's very it's L.A. LA and, it's, and, and like you said, you know, your impression before you came here was like, you know, that it was far-fetched, but having been in L.A. is like, no, I can no, totally see it. I've actually personally had a, moments in my life recently, living here, uh, where I was terrified by the people following me in the alley. And it wasn't because it's who they were. It's because how they were talking to me at the time. I'm walking 30 steps ahead of them and they're screaming at me, hey, white boy. <laughs> I've had that that's moment. A, that's a tip off. Yeah. I've had that moment. I, I went to Subway once. And when I was coming... Guy behind out, the counter, sandwich artist. Hey, white boy. No. <laughs> when I was coming out... What do you out, want, white bread? I, was, I, I mean, I, do you want white bread? <laughs> I was at a gig. I was at a gig. This is in Hollywood. This isn't even in uh, South Central or Compton or one of those places you might associate with more volatile uh, cultures. I was in Hollywood and I went to the subway and I came out and there was a full on half gang fight thing happening between eight or 10 people over on the right side of the parking lot and eight or 10 on the left. And they're throwing things at each other and glasses breaking at my feet. And it's L.A. is not like this. L.A. is like this. You know what I mean? It's one of those sort of things. It's there. It's not invasive. It's not endemic. At least where I go, I guess. Yeah, white not, boy. Not, but not all of the garbage cans have fires in them. Yeah, but <laughs> they, but every we have all. Yeah. Every single one of us has seen a garbage can on fire. Yeah. On, on the other side of it, I saw an image uh, floating around the internet where it was use this when you talk to friends who aren't from L.A. And it was this is L.A. and this is five other major cities that cover the same land mass <laughs> as L.A. It's like it's a big place. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. All right, L.A. is as big as Delaware. That's what you know. When it, whenever people somewhere else see like a you know, there's wildfires in L.A. Like, are you okay? Yeah, they're fifty miles from me. <laughs> yeah, right. The fire has to come through downtown to get to if where. If there's I a am. wildfire in Manhattan, <laughs> yeah, problem. Yeah, they don't evacuate New Jersey a, right away. If there's a wildfire in L.A., everyone's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's how big L.A. is. Yeah, the, and uh, it's funny because I actually that reminds so me. So one of, bomb on a bus, we don't even close the freeways yeah. for that. Fuck that. <laughs> I have to get to I work shit to do. producing Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah. They they did a thing with that with the um the you know the the nuclear reactor in in Japan cuz everyone's freaking out. It's like, "Oh my god, it's going to oh, blow yeah, up Japan." Yeah. And it's like it it's 
It's not close. It's not <laughs> yeah. close to where there were people in Bear Japan. Mind, Japan isn't huge. Yeah. yeah. There, there were people in Japan blogging being like, it's not near me. It's <laughs> yeah, not. No, Just because I'm, I'm in Japan, I'm it's good. not near me. We're fine. That said, one of our own former guys, uh, Harbin, was living in Sendai right when the uh, the wave hit, which was interesting to get that perspective. Because I remember getting an IM from him, like, massive earthquake. And I, w- I live in L.A. My response to that was to not even Bitch, say... Bitch, please. Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, as callous as it is, and as awful a person as I am, I literally didn't reply to the IM. Uh, He's like, yeah. massive earthquake. I'm like, mm. Yeah. Didn't even like. I wasn't even gonna go K. Like, yeah, you, know, yeah. you still got internet. Can't be that bad. And then <laughs> two hours later on the news, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, there's there's water 200 miles inland. Yeah. See, that's when you capitalize the M. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, it's like a bastard. I, we're talking about L.A. on a commentary about speed, which is actually appropriate. Which is like a little travelogue of L.A. It's, it's not. It's not fair to the movie. This. It, this. It, every scene in this movie is tense as hell. Yeah. Well, yeah, because every scene, every scene reasonably leads to the next one. It's yeah. like okay. There is a there is a problem. We have to solve it. We have solved that problem, but caused a new one that now <laughs> yeah, has to be solved. And now we have this problem, and now we have that problem. I think this is an example of, I mean, it was the time, so it had to be done practical. But I think because of it's all on location, and it's all a practical bus, the viewer gets to feel... You're on a bus. I could see this happening. Yeah. This isn't some spaceship. This isn't even like Die Hard, as real as it is, gets a little bit out there with what's going on. This one, it's like I've been on a bus. I could. S- I've been on a road going down like that. Oh God. Oh, you know. Well, I that's mean, at right the end of the day, to, that's right back to the high concept. It's like yeah. it's look, just sit there. You can just sit in your sit in your in your car and just imagine. Okay, if I was on a bus and right. I could not stop, what sort of shit would I have to deal with? A certain thing about speed that. Is there, but not as in L.A. In L.A. In L.A. Is, yes. is the really important is really is the the important. It really part is of the, that. the setting is actually very important. I th- think about speed that is there, but not as prominent in Twister. Uh, is that with the exception of the elevator front half and the uh, subway back half, everything you're seeing in speed with regard to the bus, you could actually be watching Flight 93, the movie. You could actually imagine that this had actually happened, and you're just watching the shitty movie they made about it. Yeah. <laughs> it seems that plausible. Yeah. Yeah. That I think even if it's not a real thing weighs on you. In the way that I'll say Apollo 13 doesn't have that going for it because it seems so unlikely. Well, and it's yeah. so outside of yeah, your it's like, experience. But you, you, don't, you don't watch Apollo 13 and go that could happen exactly. to me. Exactly. A quadru a, a, well, not even to me, just in general. A quadruple failure in the lem. What no, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. But bomb on bus? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Bus with a bomb on it? I, I get those words. Bomb, I get yeah. bus. I exactly. Get it's like, what the hell? You know? Bomb on bus you, can't stop lots of cars. If, oh, dear. If, if, if in 2011 they had made an explicit and deep and well-produced film about someone walking into a movie theater and shooting everyone, nobody would have the that-could-never-happen reaction. And in fact, 2012. Right. And it's the same thing with a bomb on a bus. It's, it's it has that exact same vibe of this is not without the realm of possibility. This is yeah, I can see this happening. This just kind of feels real to me. Yeah. And that's maybe that should be something that goes into the thought process behind picking out new summer blockbusters. At the risk of terrifying everyone on the planet, find something that's in inter- bomb Disneyland. There's your movie. Like that kind of shit <laughs> because every time I go to Disneyland, I just look around and go, there's 600,000 people here today. We're going to die. This is We're going to get bombed. Someone's going to get mad at America and bomb Disneyland. It'll be a great statement. It'll be totally effective. No one can stop it. And I'm the guy that's going to get bombed today. Yeah. It's a great Tom Clancy yeah. book that uh, 
focuses on a counterterrorism squad, and one of the big set pieces is terrorists taking hostages in a Disneyland-style oh. park. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, don't stop doing that. Well, Tom Clancy, uh, even though I haven't kept up with his, you know, last fifty-seven. Yeah, books, no, I but, haven't uh, either. But, you missed a couple um, months, huh? But is it? Yeah, I missed, yeah, I missed <laughs> a couple months. Um, now that he's a franchise. Uh, but uh, is it? Uh, some of all fears or uh, uh, s- some of all fears. That's no, the one no. with the Super Bowl, right? Uh, well, there's the Super Bowl. The one I'm thinking of is the one that essentially had the jetliner piloted into. That's the that's a later building. one. That's the yeah. that's the one where. Um, oh, yeah. executive but, uh, decision. That, I think. Yeah, that, it, that, that it, one's it, like weirdly prescient, it, it, it quite ends frankly. It's like but, that, and it's like, oh god. Yeah, no. that's uh, whatever that one's called. But the one before oh. it, I think, is some of all fears, where where terrorists are building a nuclear bomb to blow up yeah. the Super Bowl, um, and. Uh, it, it's been a movie and everything else, and the movie did it, but it was kind of disappointing. But uh, they could have gone. But shockingly, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Clancy amazed me. Like they do it. It's about the Super Bowl, and a nuclear bomb goes off, and it's awful. And I was like, ballsy move, Mister Clancy, <laughs> to put that in your book. Um, so you know the 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 idea of yeah, I can totally picture these things happening. Um, when I look at this movie, you know, I, I just start thinking in my head the logistics of it i'm just like oh, yeah. this movie oh. they literally are driving across all of los angeles they're fairly being fairly geographically accurate you know they're, they're skipping around a little bit but this is more or less what happens they're moving from neighborhood to neighborhood and they're obviously they're on the freeway now they had a real advantage and they you know maybe one of the things that helped greenlight the movie was the 105 was almost was, was almost built but was not open yet. I was hoping you'd go into this. The yeah, 105 the, the 105 would, freeway which is now a main thoroughfare to LAX. Yeah, it takes you in there from the valley. You know, and so they are and they are being geographically accurate. The 105, if you take the 105, it, it ends at LAX. It terminates at LAX. Um, but the 105 was under construction for a decade and at the time of this movie almost did, done. D- did not exist as a, as a working freeway in Los Angeles. In fact, when I came back from that trip in Japan, um, I experienced the 105 because uh, I got off the plane and I got the taxi cab and I said, oh, I want to go to, you know, I lived way up in the valley at the time. So all the way from LAX to the valley, I said, okay, the valley. And I'd come off, I've come from Japan. I'm really jet lagged. I get, and, and suddenly we're driving and he's like, starts taking off East and we're on up. I'm like, what in the, where, what the hell are we doing? Where are we going? And, Cause the 105 had opened while I was out of the country and we're on a whole new freeway. <laughs> LA has a new freeway now that I, Experiencing for and the Trey first time is tired and yeah, jet lagged. And I'm like, I'm being, like a Kahlua on the plane. I'm He's being like, kidnapped. <laughs> do you do you promise me right now, Mister, that <laughs> yeah. there is not a gap in this freeway? Yeah, that's, I don't know what's going. on. Do you on. swear to God that we're not going to do a jump? Yeah. So, so if that's the case, just go. Anyway, all I'm getting at is is you know that in addition to the fact that all this is practical and they you know they they spent God knows how many weeks driving a bus, towing a bus, you know, shooting 57 different angles of the same people on a bus. Talking and having conversations through different neighborhoods, not to mention all the you know stunts and skidding and turning and all that you know happy stuff with the bus and helicopters flying around. Um, just logistically, this is a huge, huge movie Ooh. to put together. Even though it seems small by today's standards, yeah. it is not a trivial movie to make. And the other thing that's really is interesting about the movie is, again, I was put myself in the position of okay, if I was making it, what sort of issues would I have to be dealing with? <clears throat> the fact that uh, Jeff Daniels and Keanu Reeves are now in two different movies and will never meet again. Um, so there's there's now there's now the Jeff Daniels movie. There's the um, solve it. <laughs> there's that one going on. Um, so so half the time you're shooting, you know, well for three weeks we're going to be sitting in a bus and driving at ninety miles an hour, and then for two days we're going to be shooting Jeff Daniels in an office, and I have to make that interesting. Um, and then uh, and then we have to go uh, spend a day shooting um, Dennis Hopper looking at televisions. 
and make that interesting. <laughs> and then they're all going to pretend to call each other, and we have to make sure all those conversations sync up and uh, work as, as one cohesive sequence. And uh, that's the kind of it's the kind of kind of movie making that uh, you know can make you crazy as a director to try and yeah, coordinate got, all that. That's got to be some interesting call sheet organization. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like you were saying, you you watch this movie, and you know, in a post Transformers world, you're like. Pfft. Whatever, it's like, like logistically, it's a baby's toy. But yeah. yeah, but but yeah, and especially you know, again for the time, um, I'm surprised. Oh well, or maybe it was, um, and I just wasn't aware of it. Was there, was there any like, oh man, they're gonna fucking fall so flat on their face with this bus movie, like around yeah, the yeah, around yeah. the industry? Type I, of thing? I wasn't, I wasn't really that in the industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, you know, I was a you were guy kind on, of in I was Japan. A guy on the set, but I was, you know, and I also was in Japan when the movie was coming out, so I wasn't really aware of the buzz at all. My thing with um, changing topics to Sandra Bullock now. Let's. My thing with... (laughs) (laughs) uh, I have a a complicated opinion about Sandra Bullock, but I think it actually boils down to presentation in the last six years. Not necessarily her whole career. Just recently. I don't don't think that... Not not even that. Although that, but not that. (laughs) Yes, Um, that. I don't think the world media and, and entertainment media have the ability to distinguish between people that we love their work and we love them and also gorgeous superstar that, uh, you know, ingenue thing. And a lot of the problem that I've had with, and I have had Sandra Bullock in the last few years is that I don't buy her, me personally, as the, the Julia Roberts. I don't buy her as the super endlessly attractive glowing bombshell super actress. Uh, not that I don't think Sandra Bullock's attractive, but more, Sandra Bullock is really outstanding. She's really a very good actress, and she's very funny, and she's very likable. Uh, I don't find her attractive myself. Uh, only, you know, I would love to be friends with her, but not, like, hot attractive. And when, when, when the world is telling me not only this, but also that, I actually kind of repel myself from it a little bit, and I'm more likely to say "nuh-uh" in tandem with all the other statements they're making, just to that one little thing where it's this. I'm looking at this movie and I'm going, "I love her," but if you put her in a Oscar dress and say she's our next this, you know, the, I I think of Sandra Bullock as a character actor, I really do, and I've seen her lead movies, but I see her as someone who is better for me in movies being this character really well but not she could be the everyman woman does that make sense at all or am i off I, on a weird tangent kind of a weird tangent to be honest <laughs> I, I think that's fine like i said i don't actually have i don't actually un- i don't actually understand my opinions about sandra Bullock, but <laughs> you just try to articulate them and that's good yeah, yeah, you no, come to fine. the right place it's good yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just get it out i'm trying, to, I'm, trying to fi- I'm not saying it's bad i'm trying to figure it out question stream of consciousness i'll, I'll tell you this yeah. I, I, that was the conclusion i drew here here was the the input um, I like Sandra Bullock. I think she's really good. The world is telling me that she's also XYZ leading lady actress thing. And I have some sort of repulsion to that. Yeah. Everything prior to that was just trying to figure out why, yeah. but that's what's going on in my brain. I think I, I'll say it. I, I actually think she's prettier than Julia Roberts for what that's yeah. worth. Oh, was, bear in mind. Oh, there yeah. we go there. Yeah. I, w- I would like to say this. Pretty woman. <laughs> pretty woman. Yeah. 25 years later. Mirror, mirror. S- scary. <laughs> scary. <laughs> Wicked stepmother. I, I'm sure Julie Roberts 
if not is, has been a really wonderful person. Yeah, apparently so. But I don't find her attractive. Yeah, but Sand- she does have leading lady quality. Sandra Bullock still looks, oh, looks I mean, great. You know, we we were just leveling about the fact that that Keanu doesn't, or no, not him. It, it, it was Bill Paxton. And Paxton, and yeah, and Twister. Um, so no, that's that Sandra, is fair enough. Now, th- what's crazy is, and this is. Basically, you're hearing Teague experience cognitive dissonance because <laughs> Sandra Bullock, I've seen her carry a movie, and she can carry the shit out of a movie. But that also isn't synonymous with leading lady in my brain. Sure. Where it's like a leading, you know, Tom Hanks is a leading man. Right. He can yeah. be a character actor. There's a glamour he can be a leading man. With it, yeah, but maybe. you know, Tom Hanks has has he was cute 25 years ago, but he's just kind of a guy now. He doesn't look like anything now. There's an extra charisma that's needed. But it's just, it's just a personality for, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Sandra uh, Julie Roberts has that, for better or for worse, in my estimation. And Sandra doesn't, even though I actually think Sandra's probably a better actor and, not to mention, although important to my life, I think that I would like Sandra Bullock a lot more than Julie Roberts at a party. I just I have this thing where I can't figure out what it is, you know, call up Gladwell, that makes me think Julie Roberts is a more palatable person overall, even though I think I actually like Sandra about twice as much. It's just something that's in my head. I love her in this, especially. And as she's done more and more stuff, I've liked her more and more. Uh, Miss Congeniality, you know, it's kind of a shitty, normal summer comedy, but I liked her in that, and I liked it's that movie. It's a solid movie. Blake yeah. Snyder will tell right. all about oh, it. God. But um, <laughs> let's set aside. Directed, directed, by, directed by uh, the fellow who directed My Favorite Martian. As a matter of fact, that was his next movie. Interesting. Uh, but I love million dollars I, the box office. I, my, my, where I'm getting at is just, I love Sandra, and yet I don't feel... That Sandra is for everyone, the same way that I don't love Julie Roberts, but I feel like Julie Roberts is for everyone. Does that make sense at all? That's just a I, weird. I co- it's a cognitive dissonance yeah, thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, after this movie, of course, you know, the, then she became an instant overnight leading lady, and they put her in all kinds of movies, uh, some of which were more successful than others. Like you know, the next was like I don't know if it was her very next movie, but it was The Net, oh, which yeah. was kind of a, was... like eh, okay, yeah, not so much. But um, but then you know she she did a number of good roles and then ultimately yeah uh, you know got herself an Oscar not for what I thought was her best role but you know you, you often don't get the Oscar for the actual good good work you've done you get it the year after <laughs> when they go yeah we should yeah we should have given it to you after that other thing but uh, so do something we can nominate you for it we'll give it to you then go ahead um, also known as the you know the Al Pacino. <laughs> I'll give you an Al Pacino award. Scent of a woman. Whoever. Yeah, that's a classic, right? Nah, not really. But those other things were, so so we're giving you an Oscar. I realize I just put us in a hole, but do you guys have any insight into that? About the way that someone can just be perceived in a movie differently than someone else? Because I love Sandra. But then I'm like, I don't think Sandra's for everyone, and I think Julia is, even though I don't like Julia. It's almost a Justin Bieber thing. It's like... Yeah, you're popular, but I don't feel you that way. Yeah. It makes me always respect the uh, the casting uh, director much yeah. more than uh, right, when I'm not thinking about that. They're they're the ones saying, yeah, there's there's something here yeah. that's not there, even though yeah. I can't really put my this finger is the one on you that. want. You it, do, it's you. the yeah. it's the argument that you guys brought up with uh, the Harry Potter. It's like whoever they had casting that one nailed it. Yeah. I mean, they were thinking. Like they're a, thinking a nine master, years older, yeah six, yeah, six steps ahead instead of, and you you get the movies where it's like ah, there's a big name, we'll throw the big name in there, or, and then you're like, yeah, but it's not working, and yeah, that's probably a good reason why. There's a there's a um a movie. This is totally down a rat hole now, but there's a movie <laughs> um called Finishing the Game. Which is which is about it doesn't sound like it relates, but it just reminded me. Um, the it's about a a um, 
a production company that's trying to uh, complete Game of Death after Bruce Lee. Oh, wow. oh, oh death. okay, I heard about this. And yeah. so it's not a documentary; it's a you know, yeah. it's a it's a comedy film. Um, and so, but they're running auditions and stuff like that. Um, for for the new Bruce Lee, you know, ba- basically just the body double, essentially yeah. for the most part. But there's this one guy who is like, he comes in and he's like the worst actor because they're supposed to be like. There's the line, you offend me and you offend my family. And everyone's pulling it. And he's just, he's like, you offend me. You offend my family. <laughs> like, he's the worst, right? He's, and, but the, but the casting director keeps pushing this guy. Is just obsessed with him. And she's like, he's got this, he's just got this, like, Gene Hackman quality to him. And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, and so they, they, but they move on from him. And the rest of the movie is about, um, you know, uh, the disaster of attempting to make this movie with the people that they do choose. Um, who seem good in the auditions and they, they do the best, but it all falls apart. But that, but the, the punchline is at the end, they're showing, you know, they show the things where it's like so-and-so went on to blah 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 and he had the illustrious long <laughs> career because he totally like basically shadowing gene hackman's career it was like the gene hackman of china or something <laughs> and she completely <laughs> called it like it's like the wow. thing with was it your trace your dad or something oh with yeah dustin, my dad. Ho- dustin hoffman yeah my like dad used anyone to- but him yeah, my dad used to hang out with his actor friend from school who came out here and became a character actor, not a big star, but was a character actor and made a perfectly good living. But he had three roommates, Robert Duvall, Gene Hackman, and Dustin Hoffman. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad would, you That's know. That's a sitcom my right dad, there. Yeah, they're, they're sharing a house. They're all aspiring actors. They're all great. Uh, well, not Dustin. Yeah, and, well, my dad was like, yeah, you know, Hackman seemed like an okay guy. You know, Duvall was probably, maybe he was going to have a career, but that Hoffman guy, forget it. <laughs> Never going to happen. Jesus Cut Christ. to meet the father. Cut, cut to well, yeah. cut to Hoffman being the first one to become famous out right. of that crap. Yeah. graduate and all that. But uh, so yeah, so you never can tell. Um, I, I met a guy years ago who, who talked about being in acting class with Stallone and how he still Ooh. he still his his palm is still permanently attached to his face. Going, how in the hell <laughs> did that guy become a big star? I was in acting class with him for frick's sake. So we're at, we're coming up on a rather major moment in the film. Yeah. Um, but so uh, far, this commentary has been everything yeah. but speed. Exactly. I will, I will say that that Joss Whedon kind of peeked his head up again yeah. in the quick in the quick moment where uh, uh, you know Keanu turns to the big guy and calls him Gigantor. Uh, and actually, <laughs> I'm and, like and that I, is such and a I, Joss and thing. I, I, I think I've seen this written down somewhere, but I'm, I don't know if, if it's true or not. But then Gigantor's actual name is Ortiz, yeah. which is Keanu's name in Freaked, which is the movie he'd done ah. just before this. Keanu's character's name is Ortiz, the dog boy, the Mexican dog boy so <laughs> i was wondering nice. like is that a coincidence that is uh his character that, that guy character's name is ortiz when keanu's last role was ortiz uncredited and freaked um i was just also again talking about logistics we just had that you know very nice scene with um with uh sandra bullock being upset that the the lady had gotten blown up and and you know and they have that that thing and she's crying and all that um and i was looking at the coverage of it and again it's all practical it's, it's pre-blue screen and outside you know on his angle there's a, a flatbed truck loaded with cops, and on her angle, there's a cop car making pace for them. It's like it's hard enough to shoot a dramatic scene <laughs> in a living room and get the coverage, you know, in in the time you have. It's like what if? Okay, Sandy, um, I'm gonna ask you to play this very dramatic scene while we're buzzing down the freeway at <laughs> 60 miles an hour, um, and there's some guy in a cop car. It's like, what do I do in this scene? Just keep pace. That's it. <laughs> that's, Don't fall and, out of shot until she nails it. That's what you're doing. So, Oh God! Please, Sandy, get this in before lunch at least. 
You know, we're using up more gas than a 747 just to get no. this crying shot. So here we go. The famous bus jump scene. Which, oh, my God. Are we there already? Yep. yep. Yeah. We're about to jump it. We're so, an hour and five in. This, yeah. this movie moves. There's man. 50 yeah. minutes left. Yeah. But it's that is very, the other thing. Because like you said, yeah. they, they, they're not on the bus much longer. You remember, yeah, was, you remember 50 minutes of speed is how it boils yeah. down. Yeah. So now a lot of a lot of you know internet bullshit's been you know made. You can possibly do. Yeah. It's a it's a movie. So okay. Um, yeah. They they. And in fact, you can see in the only wide they use in the sequence, you can see that the bus comes off at like a forty five. Yeah. That there's, yeah. A, there's, it, a, goes, there's it hits a ramp like there it, is. And it pops up. Yeah. Sure. A ramp. Oh yeah. And then it, I mean, clearly because it's a freaking bus, <laughs> the tail is gonna land. You know, and this is a, a separate setup, and you know all that kind of stuff. It's like it's a movie, people. Um, MythBusters has done. I think they did two episodes trying to do this bus jump, and uh, you know could not even come close to approximating this kind of a bus jump. Well, that's MythBusters thing. You know, repl- replicate the conditions. Uh-uh. Yeah, and then try right, to replicate. Rep- 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 they, I think they because they, they had to they had to RC it. So like, the problem is they couldn't control it. As I recall, they wrecked it. They kind of got it to kind of jump, but nowhere near the, the yeah. fifty feet supposedly claimed in the movie. They did the jump, and then they did the kind of tilt up on the on one side by shifting the weight of the passengers. Yeah, they did thing. do that. Yeah. They tested that. The, the can you make the turn? You know, if everyone. How fast a turn can you make if everyone goes to the side without rolling? They actually tested that. <laughs> you can make a one percent difference. It actually did make a difference. They, 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 there is a measurable difference. You can, you can make a, a slightly faster turn. So, yeah, the physics of speed. Who yeah, knew? and it, and if you know L.A., just looking out the background there, it's like, yep, that's right yep, outside they're, LAX. They're, 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 they're about to. They're in the right zone. There. And we're about to move to the 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 third act of the second act. Yeah, <laughs> basically, which is how a lot of people say you could you should structure a second act no. is, is that it should have it should have its own structure because it's generally considered your largest act and obviously the bus is the biggest contiguous act of the movie so yeah the idea of like go to the the airport big empty space drive in a circle it's like you know the movie's been the movie's been taking us there the whole time so in this case the uh the high concept is working for us yeah and again just just occasional you know quick things it's like yes it totally makes sense that they drove backwards over that thing and that will and that, that will cause, and, that's, and that's the next complication. Yeah, that will cause serious complications later. Um, just just the way that the tire starts to to you know. And um, also the, the thing the, the next the, the next move yeah the, uh, the 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 next move they're about to do with this freaking cart which still like gives me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, I was yeah. thinking about it. It's brilliant. Um, you know he's gonna there was he's gonna stab you know stab the the gas tank yeah. to to get out and lead to the next complication. Just this. That's just good plotting, ladies and gentlemen. It's hard to generalize to the point that you can actually make rules about how movies are working, but I think what I've learned after all these down in fronts is simply keep making sense and keep making everyone and keep fuck moving. themselves. Yeah. Every single time you make sense, good. Now, what's wrong with that? Have that play out. So it's literally keep making sense, keep getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> once, the, yeah. Once, the pro- once the problem is solved and you have created no new ones, that's the end of the movie. So yeah. to, to keep moving forward <laughs> into the movie. And and sometimes, you know, th- that, that can be one of the problems with thrillers nowadays is that it'll raise a problem and then they will solve it. And then you have to move to a next separate problem yep. and then solving that. But, it, but it's like they raise it and solve it immediately. Yeah. There's yeah. no sense of... There's no sense of flow, yeah, or and actually, yeah, you got a very herky jerky yeah. kind of. Well, that's movement something that's always. Plot. It's very start and stop. 
the, and the, that's why this one is just going on the, the time. On the subject of structure, the only thing in the world that hasn't been covered more than Star Wars is nothing. And <laughs> there's still something yeah. about Star Wars that always screws me up because there's a moment at the two third one, uh, the two third three third break of Star Wars where everything's fine. New mission starts. You got everyone back. Now go kill the Death Star. And I never understood exactly how the the tension works. Well, everything is not well, through that yeah, moment. No, there's a death star. Yeah, no. It's a resolution it, of the... the it's a the, false the resolution. Small, the it's small false problems. Re- yeah. But the big problem remains the big and problem. And they tie it by saying, oh yeah, we've, we're tracking them and we know where yeah. they are. So there is that bridge with... It's not just it turns a new that, problem. Yeah. It's the... That whole oh, rescue mission uh, was actually what enabled the Death Star to yeah. now threaten so, the, the yeah, rebels. So yeah, the Death Star then becomes... It's not just... And and the, this could be a mistake that that a movie made today might make. It's not just the Death Star is out there. We should go deal with it. It's the Death Star <laughs> is coming here. It is a ticking clock. We have yeah. to blow it up before it blows us yeah. up. Yeah. And it's coming here because you let it here, yeah. even though you you had the best intentions and you did a lot of heroic things. But yeah. guess what? Yeah. So. So yeah, this this movie just keeps building and building and building, and you know I, the, another one that I think of is uh, you know Aliens. It's like Aliens isn't yeah. just oh the reactor's gonna blow. Well, the reactor's gonna blow because we crashed our freaking landing craft into it, we, yeah. which made sense at the time because we were trying to leave, but that didn't go well, and that's led to our next problem. So so again, these that's actually a very good point. It seems very simple, you know, and but it's it's amazing how how easy it is to to miss when you're writing a movie, and and some movies do it where it's like here's a problem. Well, we solved that. Yeah. Oh, 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 the phone just rang. You guys, there's a new problem. Oh, good. We better go solve that one now. It's also um, a good heist movie, usually, if it does it well. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. roll into that. It's, Absolutely. We've got our plan, and things start cascading either right or wrong, and it's that cascade of action that, I, that drives you through I it. I just rewatched Ocean's Eleven That's, a, I was going to go exactly a while yeah. back, yeah. and that is a perfect example. And Brian's been saying yeah. it for years, and all credit to Brian, who's not here today, but he's been saying since fucking Jump Street... The thing with Ocean's Eleven, and it's really watchable because you love all the characters and the banter is fun, but at the end of the day, the structure of that movie is every scene. There isn't a scene that is exempt from this. Every scene <laughs> directly points to the next scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if everything's going well, something's going to go wrong, and the next scene is about shit. Every single scene, it's a series of arrows going towards the end of the movie. Wow. Okay. That seems so simple to say. Go. Write it. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's tricky. It's actually, you know, the joke that I always have made for as long as Brian's been saying Ocean's Eleven's amazing, the joke I've been ma- making is, ah, screenwriting's easy. <laughs> S- yeah. Tension is hard. There are, yeah. there are tension, t- screenwriting tension, is easy, tension is hard. Tension, yeah, tension yeah. Is, is one of the, it's, it's especially hard on the page. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's really hard to write tension um, and have it come across to the reader and, you know, we can, that's a whole other topic. Not of, to mention it's hard to get the executive to think to to be reading it in the right frame of mind. Yeah, you know, this, this whole movie scene will work. This whole scene where nothing happened. It's like, what? Well, yeah, technically, yes, nothing happened. But yeah. that's because it's supposed to be tense. Read now, six now, pages on. This and, is freaking oh, nuts. Yeah. And, and 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 he's doing that. Yeah, you know, Keanu, the, the, you mad bastard. The difference between you know this and cruise control, like we said, you notice in most of these shots where they're just talking or hanging out or whatever, there's shit flying by the front of the in front <laughs> yeah. of the lens, mm-hmm. or there's you know they've put up these orange cones so that at all times yeah. behind Sandra Bullock, anytime there's a shot on her, you can see this stuff whipping by behind her. Yeah. So and, and call, that's how yeah. you get that's how they're, yeah. they're creating this yeah. sense in of fact, speed. In fact, if you push uh, that parallax, if you yeah. get uh, if you get the DVD of uh, Duel, which was the TV movie that put uh, Steven Spielberg on the map and uh, got him his first feature after that. Um, 
he he talks about that where you know it's about a guy being chased by a big truck, and uh, and he said he learned that in shooting it, one of the great breakthroughs was always put the truck against a, a rock face or something because you could drive you could drive the truck at twenty miles an hour, but as long as you're tight on a long lens and it's got something in the background to blur, it feels like ninety. Yeah. So so yeah, it's like when you're shooting a cruise ship, you know, on the open ocean, you can't put. Yeah, <laughs> mile markers for it to be buzzing past to tell you how fast it's going. Yeah, and there's I, I, there's also um, the issue. I I haven't really been paying attention to it because I hadn't really thought about it um, until like just now. Look at, but look at this shit. Yeah, that's for Jesus. real. <laughs> that is for real. Um, and this is the benefit of him not being a huge name actor, or the insurance agency <laughs> yeah, would say no. He's not quite big I'm enough. I'm sorry. You want to put Tom Hi- Tom Hanks on a Western dolly <laughs> under a bus at 55? Yeah. No. However, they just they just hung Tom Cruise off the verge, and they really did it. Yeah. So it was a thing that you hadn't appreciated until just now. So, yeah. Sorry about the, that. The the it's okay. Um, I do that all the time. So. <laughs> uh, the, Welcome uh, to the show. The idea that um, I, like I said, I haven't, I wasn't really paying attention, but I wonder um if they. Sp- they're very careful to kind of frame it out the sides for the same reason because it's it's much more difficult to get a sense of speed going backwards or forwards down you know uh, down a road for for that reason Just because of things the lack move of slower across screen yeah right um so I imagine that they've probably been very careful to design the shots mostly that those directions and not forward out or back. the front and out the back are wides so things move faster yeah yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Uh, keeping things moving is tricky. I mean, yeah, and but in a movie called Speed, you better fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of the promise you're making. Yeah. And bear in mind, if you're making a sequel, bigger, faster, harder. Yeah, Speed Two, bigger Daytona. To, to, yeah, to kind of slower Daytona. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Speed two. You can't stop this Indy car. Yeah. You can't stop. No, all of them. Yeah. All of them are wired. Go, give me one more sentence. I'm a sentence away. Sandra Bullock is pregnant. That's the high concept. No, no, that's the high concept. That's the one where the yeah. where the uh, the guy goes, uh, sold. Give me that. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Yeah. I'll, g- I'll give you act two, act three. Our lead favorite guy's tires pop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, shit, right? Go on. Yeah. Go, oh, oh, shit, shit yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, where do yeah. you go? You yeah. see where I'm going with this, right? Go on, pit crew. Let's yeah. Then you this. need his buddy in the other car to get behind him and keep jamming him forward and trying to steer at the same time at 190 miles an hour. And see, so yeah. it's easy to shoot because we just get a you know racetrack in the off-season and we don't have to like block off streets. We're just always on the thing <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, it's cheaper. Now, this is, uh, just, again, even just this little subtlety here is, is just a nice little touch. Of you know, Sandra Bullock has has she's she's in command now. She's yeah. like giving orders. She's like, get you do this, you do the thing. She's the driver now. You know, it's just it's just a nice little thing. There that was she's, that, well, she there, stepped up. There was the touch where she's like, get your ass behind the yellow yeah, line. Exactly. She's yeah. she's taking control. And again, just little character moments. Oh, and there it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. There goes your diesel fuel. It's a shame. Now this is one of those natural gas buses. <laughs> so- why can't this be a solar bus? Yeah, huh? right. <laughs> we, we have until dark to, to get this taken care of. <laughs> yeah, that that was another thing that that uh, you Jesus stunt man you can kind of forget, but this is almost taking place in real time because yeah. he says yeah, you've true. got until eleven a.m. and the, and he gets on the bus at like <laughs> nine. Yeah, it's not even lunch yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although it is kind of sunsetty in the lighting, but other yeah. than that, see that even just a little nice little you know Ortiz the workman you know. He's got the tools on his belt so he can get this panel open. Again, just screenwriting is easy. <laughs> screenwriting is easy. Screenwriting is easy. 
Retention is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Screenwriting screenwriting is easier if you're allowed to if you're allowed to do something like that. If you're allowed to go back. Yeah. It, you know, if yeah. you, if you're if you're working through it and they're like, they gotta get that panel open. Fuck it. I'll make one of the characters like a workman and you just go back to right, the beginning exactly. of the script and, and screenwriting is in. easy if you're not doing it on your first try. Yeah, and screenwriting screenwriting is, is easier if you're not trying to do it while they're shooting yeah. the movie, which is so yes. often the case now. He's got Chekhov's tool belt there. Yeah. So. There's like if they hadn't thought that Ortiz needed a tool belt and they'd already shot a bunch of his stuff, they're like, Whoa, yeah. we're just bummed. That might be it. Earlier I said, what's the difference? 95, 2005. I wonder if it is just that there has been a more recent trend in deadlines. Compressed schedules. Yeah. yeah. And you get, well, to point, wonder, you get to the point where you can't... Was this movie a spec, perhaps? You can't... Because it feels like a spec. I like think a it spec was. Yeah. It could have been, certainly. It feels like a pitch. But it makes you wonder if maybe just the difference between modern tentpole blockbusters and... Even 15 years ago, Tempo Blockbusters, is just you can't have the time to go back through and fill out the world a little bit more. And then you finish out, okay, here's the plot. Got it. How can it be stronger? You never get that step well, we, we, if you're writing and directing the Avengers at the same time. Yeah. Joss is the only guy that can fucking pull that off, we'll say. But at the end of the day, Battleship, pick one, any of them, Transformers 2. At the end of the day, you have to be able to go back through and make a movie out of it, and you can't. If you don't have time to go back and go, how can I make this stronger? Okay, fine. Now the movie finally works. Go. No, wait, 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 wait. I have to make it stronger. No, it's fine. Well, we've yeah. talked about many of the factors. There are already people building sets. Yeah, we've talked about many of the factors. One is the compressed schedule, and another is, you know, they'll often bring in, uh, you know, the other is, another is the Cowboys and Aliens Syndrome, where you have 10 good writers who are all trying to write 10 good but different movies yeah. that don't, you know the pieces don't come together. You know there was no. In the end, you have no. No one has the vision of what that freaking story was supposed to be about. Crystal Skull. It's Crystal Skull, and uh, it just becomes a, a bunch of scenes that uh, that don't seem to to connect or lead to anything. They kind of go in order, but they never touch. Yeah. The so, the uh, interesting thing about this movie is it really doesn't have any thematic. No, no, it's not really about anything. at all. No, dude, it's just a fucking. It is bomb purely, bus. purely a thriller. Just pure, it's purely an adventure ride. But, um, but it, this is so just a good season finale for a great procedural yeah, show. Best episode yeah. of Breaking Bad ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really well done. Now, this is actually, I have to say, this this sequence is kind of shocking. Uh, I was kind of surprised oh, yeah. that they went this way with it. Like, wow, especially okay. the rather heartbreaking shot of Jeff Daniels the second. Before. Yeah, going up. Oh, I blew it. Yeah, oh, and, I'm gonna die now. And uh, you know. Blake Snyder, if he didn't cover this movie, that he would call that the whiff of death. Mm. Uh, not that we haven't had enough whiffs of death in this movie, but uh, you know, this is the the ratcheting up the tension. Like, oh, it's on now, motherfucker. You know, reason for Keanu to to redouble his efforts. Like, oh, I'm so gonna get this guy now. It's always interesting to see um, in like the vein of the heist movies and stuff like that, the episodic shows that take those concepts and run them through. Decently successfully, I can think of two series that do heist movies. There's um, uh, Leverage that's currently airing on TNT, and then there's uh, Hustle, uh, which is a British series. And it's that classic thing of, on a weekly basis, they have to come up with these plots, and it is a quicker turnaround. Or you get the ones that are much more the action procedural that have to deal with something slightly different, but yes, on a rote basis. And it's like... You guys, I have deep respect for the writers on those projects because it's like you're doing, yes, it's some repetition, but you're having to be inventive. It's um, one of the issues I uh, one of the reasons I've heard that like Sherlock takes so long 
to come out with a new season, aside from the fact that the actors and the, the, <laughs> produ- the production side is very busy with lots of other projects. It's they're doing three almost feature length movies that they three have feature to, length good Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, yeah that time. they have to plot and conceptualize all all the way out. Yeah, um, I watched a great series uh, with Alan Davis from QI, uh, Jonathan Creek, the, and it was uh, all locked room mysteries. And th- it was essentially one guy wrote all of them, and you know he was the creative force. And he's always asked, you know, are you going to do more? It's like it's, it's so not hard to come up with this story yeah, really, exactly. that you can watch and this kind is kind of, of and, difficult oh. yeah and that's you know again we've talked about that in other in other episodes we've done like you know like the news like hbo does it so well in, in more of a british model where it's like how long is the season 10 episodes 10 that's it yeah 10 so you know oh 10 Trey, episodes can you t- episode 11 could you just <clears> add one more just throw one more no uh did you not notice how episode 10 ended <laughs> it's like either we're gonna do a new story next time or we're done uh, that's kind of design that you know the newsroom is you know 10 hour that's that's five movies. Oh yeah, the season of the newsroom is five movies about those characters. You know, it's like it's it's no picnic to be engaging and keep that interesting and and so on. And that's why you know good television writing is all the more respectable. Like you said, yeah. I mean, people who actually can crank out, even whether it's a staff or whatever, but you know, any group of people, they can crank out reasonably entertaining hours of television twenty two times in six months. You know, it's yeah. like you're making eleven <laughs> movies. You have to write eleven movies in the space of time that one movie normally wouldn't even one be, bad be movie would yeah. get. One bad movie would would have more time to get made in. So yeah, good television writing is is actually kind of more of a miracle than than good uh, good feature writing in many ways. It's odd that you know these days, and it's been said before, but we're we're not living in a movie age right now. We're living in a TV age. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's the reason. I don't know how the circumstances arise such that you can live this out, but TV episodes are harder to write, and when they're written well, they seem better. And you have a week. And everyone is <laughs> you got a week to write it. Everyone on TV is bringing it much harder, and you know I guess it's just influences, but uh, in movies, different well, story. It may also be the way the the process. I mean, they have they have writers' rooms. They have a, a staff of writers. Yeah, every, who, show's, and they don't, every show's different how they do it. Yeah, yeah. They, they do, yeah, I mean, they don't all write each episode, but normally they'll sit together, they'll hash it out, so it's, you know, all the kind of, all, all the brains yeah. working on the one problem, and then one specific writer or, or two, you know, a partnership or whatever. They'll refine that, it down that, to, They'll yeah. actually go and write the script, but it's like, you can... You can run through that development process much faster because you have so many more minds on. Aaron Sorkin says, "Thanks for the research, bros." Except for him. Yeah. Except for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Bear in mind, it runs the gamut. From... Newsroom is a writers' room show that yeah. Aaron does the yeah. final pass on. I think yeah. Stephen Moffat, when he does his episodic stuff, he largely writes all. I think he wrote all of Coupling. I could be wrong, yeah. but you know, and or, some or Moffitt, some, some sitcoms are yeah. entirely room written, and the way they, it's literally just someone's turn to get their name on the episode, so they keep their writers' guild right. membership. Um, but but no one is the single author of some sitcom episodes. It literally is entirely the room. This week, the bowling alley closes. <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> Ready and go around the room. Okay, and Bob, you get what credit if for this there's, one. What if the bar t- does longer hours, but then the barman has a problem? So so we're actually we're you know <laughs> episode two hundred one. We were talking about the the structure of this. It's like well, they've made it to the airport, um, but they're still on the bus, uh, and they they there is still one more one more back and forth to play. It's kind of interesting that it's kind of come in so late. But the idea of 
you know, the the give and take of they've just figured out finally after all this time he's watching us that he has a video feed of the bus. No wonder he's always one step ahead of us. Now we have to defeat that because we have the ticking clock of the fact that we're about to run out of gas and we're we're all going to die. But we have this it's not just that. It's like now we have to do it without him knowing it. We we got rid of the TV helicopters and now we have the next complication. Sure, yeah. Now, A, I I have two things. A is minor. I love I always loved and have always loved and love it more now this beat where they just ask the tech that's with the news crew, yeah. can you do? And he's like, fuck yes. <laughs> I've been waiting for my job to require me to think yeah. for the last... I love that moment. But my bigger thing is this. I wonder if... And and consider yesterday... <laughs> Quarter inch tape. Oh. Look at that. Uh, consider yesterday and consider tomorrow. In the state of the American culture, what makes movies like this, I don't think you could make Speed this year, and here's why. A big part of why I think we like Speed is as much as Dennis Hopper is evil, he's fun to watch and we're kind of, we're not rooting for him, but we're like, oh, fuck, what's he going to, what's he going to do tough, next? He's, he's, you want to see them I don't, beat him. He's I don't, hard to beat. I don't yeah. think, just not even necessarily in terms of taboos, just culturally, I think we're less receptive to stories where you like the terrorist these <laughs> days and there's only, I can only think of one exception to that, and the problem is that exception is almost overpowering, but it's the Joker. I think we tend these days to be less receptive to both sides of a terrorist operation. We, we and we couldn't and we couldn't have a movie like Speed now. We couldn't have an Alan Rickman in Die Hard today. We, we, we couldn't have a Dennis Hopper in Speed, and though it happened yesterday, we can't have a Heath Ledger in Joker, and that's what unravels my point. But I wonder how much... Res- reticence any sort of studio would have to saying yeah that we'll do that now i think they would go nope no they're evil they're coming at us that's all i think that's how movies get made yeah there can't be there can't be a charisma to the to the villain you, you can't enjoy the scenes well, that the I villain's I, in but i i think you can point to, to exception as we've There's said many times ex- yeah, the, the villain pro- at least the villain has to way, make sense right. i mean the villain yeah. we've always said that you know a villain is like i'm evil Aha, notice my evil laugh is, is you know, well, could you literally imagine? a cardboard character. Not that they don't have those in movies sometimes, but... Uh, uh, maybe this is the wrong direction to take. But you're talking about yet an actual likable villain, well, where you kind of go, well, I kind of well, like that guy. Well, but in, in a specifically in a terrorist situation, uh, just to extend this to the Gary Larson far side of the argument here, it'd be like, I pause it and let's discuss, it'd be like having a version of the movie Flight 93, the Greengrass film, where you also see... The conversations that the terrorists are having. You do see the conversations the terrorists are having in 93. And you kind of like them. Yeah. That's the movie. That's 93. I need to see it again then, but... 93 shows that they're, they, they're, they're indecisive. That, they, that the reason 93 was delayed is, you know, that they, the passengers even had a shot was that the, the, the terrorists were scared. They didn't want to pull the trigger and, and do the mission, so... Then, then I'm totally wrong. Yeah. I love the, this bit here. This is like as Michael Bay as it gets. It's like the wooden plank is throwing sparks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does have a metal. Oh, does it? It okay. has a metal it just rim looked, to it. It just looked like it was wood. I'm like, are you, for, <laughs> yeah. are you serious? That's awesome. That's right. And then it explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pavlich touched on an interesting point in the chat. Um, with regards to that previous thing I was talking about, with regards to understanding and, and sympathizing with the people who are clearly doing awful things. Sure. And how we've become, as a culture, more gun shy about things like that he says there's also a small part of you that understands why he in this case hopper is so upset 
I wonder if maybe yeah, what I'm you, tapping you, in on is, his point. is just we're less likely culturally by any number of a thousand different ways to end up with a film that says, here's their point. I think the last one I can think of that did that. Re- well, I, I mean, this one did it super on the nose, but uh, Syriana. Yeah, uh, was Ooh, very yeah. a lot Syria, of people. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, and back back in the culture that was and watch still what kind you of say, man. Areas, there were well, it was very you know, it was anti-American and blah blah blah. Because how dare you? Yeah. It yeah. was because it was sympathizing a bit with terrorists. It was being like, look, this is this is how it, it wasn't saying yeah. that they're it, it wasn't saying what they're doing is right. It was saying this is how they get made. Yeah, this is how these yeah, people yeah. are created. That's a whole other argument where it's like you're not you know that's being sympathetic to go they they don't grow like mushrooms yeah. i mean there is a culture that creates them that, yeah. that you know and here's here's how that comes there's from. a cause and effect that has led them down this yeah. path yeah yeah i i, I like might... i love the i love the move here i mean the 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 idea of the, the getting off the bus is this whole little rig with the rope and okay we're just gonna lie in the are you shitting me look i we're just gonna do this and you know it's a beautiful thing just to wrap that up um that i having just made that point that mike just made I now actually see a distinction between Dennis Hopper and the Joker, which is that the Joker isn't against any sort of thing. He's yeah, not he's against got politics. To say. Yeah, no, yeah. He's he has against, no politics. He has no theme. He has no politics. Hopper is making a point about the way the world is. Yeah. Joker is making a point about people. Yeah. We can get, maybe, I surmise now, we can get along with a point that's more, people are like this and that's fucking stupid and it's kind of fun to see a guy who's anti that Hence Tyler Durden. If Tyler Durden didn't have Martha Stewart to shit on, he'd have something else to shit on. And same with the Joker. Hopper has a thing. He's making a point. Right. And there's also fact that the the fact that Fight Club does not necessarily agree with Tyler Durden. You know, but it, it glamorizes yeah, him pretty hard, well, though. Yeah, well, but, it, but it at least shows the counterpoint. A yeah. lot of well, a lot of movies and TV shows. It's all. It's again. It's all in the portrayal. If you're on the nose with it, you know, and you say, okay, it's about Muslims. Um, you know, then everyone goes, oh, no, no. Uh, you know, it's it's Star Wars. As we've said many times, Star Wars is about a, a kid who blows up, a, yeah. joins terrorists and blows up a government building. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like he, <laughs> he's, he might, you know, because of some freaky religion. And so, you know, that's that's what that's about. This movie, you know, you could you could. And, and surely there are movies that do it. You know, it's, it, police corruption is a, is a trope that people love to use. You could, you could tell, you could make this movie f- almost from the point of view of De- of Dennis Hopper's character and have him be it, the it's hero. A ni- it's a ninety nine percent. Have uh, him be the hero story, of the movie. Totally. You know, it's like it's like uh, you know, and and but in, Inside Man is that movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like there's these. It's it's all in just the, who you make the sympathetic character. Um, you know, Battlestar Galactica did a whole thing where they, they did a whole season where they made you sympathetic for Iraqi terrorists who you know oh, blow up yeah. blow up the occupying army that, by, that by making them the sympathetic characters like, i wonder do you see what we're doing there i wonder if we're actually likely might happen might not but i wonder if we're actually likely in the next five to ten to get movies that are more about the terrorists not because we're uh. fantasizing them or romanticizing or anything like that but just because the 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 farther the united states culture goes into this extreme of where it's going the more you start to disagree with it, regardless of your standing, and the more you think it's kind of bullshit the way they talk about it, we're going to get to the point where people want I don't to think see movies. Regardless of your standing, is is yeah. What you put in there, my my but. point is, mm-hmm. we're we're getting to the point where it's like this. People, even people who are kind of gung ho, are going to get to the point where like this is kind of bullshit. 
what's going on? And we'll be more and more interested in the stories of the other side of things. So you get that, you'll get that. I think we're actually, back. as a culture, well, kind of jumping the you're shark. Talking, you're, talking about, you're talking about specifically, because again, I, I say that despite, you know, after 9 11, it's like, we'll never enjoy another movie about terrorists again. That's right. That's why we burned all our copies of Star Wars. It's, you know, people don't get that connection. People don't understand that us versus them is entirely dependent on who you are. You know, them is the people who aren't you. That's the only difference. You know, America has done some heinous, heinous goddamn things. But we love, we love movies about how wonderful we are. Well, you know, they, they make movies in other countries, too, where we're the bad guys. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, it's all in perspective. The stories are the stories. There's good guys and there's bad guys. You could it's, argue- all, it's all the movie tells you which ones are which, and that's who you're for. You could argue, that's, uh, you could argue that might be an influence in the, ins- uh, the resurgence of the supernatural and really you know, big monster movies. Because it's like, no, those are obviously different and wrong and not us. Yeah. And you can skirt that issue. Exactly. Of, they're they're, they're clearly, we're better yeah. than that. So that's fine. So, but to, you know, to bring it back to what you said is, 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 I don't think it's unusual. And I don't think it's something we have failed to see in, in recently that, that, you know, a charismatic bad guy who blows things up is, is fairly standard. John Travolta's played it about three times in the past oh, God, decade. Yeah. He's played that character. Um, you know, it's, that's that's one of the things you do. It's like, well, how do we make our villain more interesting? Well, let's cast a really charming guy who normally doesn't play a villain. Yeah, okay, how that's good. Like, let's do that. What know? about Unstoppable? Yeah, mm. there you go. I didn't see that one. I, well, I didn't either. I just, but I just saw the trailer, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what you're talking about. Well, but Unstoppable, Unstoppable is an accident. That's not a terrorist thing. Oh, okay. It's, it's just a purely an accident. Sure, bring up Tony Scott. Let's bring the whole thing down, yeah. man. Jesus Christ. But um, sorry. Yeah, Unstoppable is an accident. There's no. It's not a terrorist now. Um, that's so. That's a force of nature well, which, movie. Well, no, that's then, a force of nature. Is that movie. the one with John Travolta? I'm thinking of John Travolta on a train. Pelham. Which one is that? That's Pelham One Two Three. Okay, then that's, that one. Yeah, that's, that's the one. That's, I mean. Yes, there are terrorists in that. Yeah. 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 Unstoppable is just the runaway train. It's a runaway train. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes they run away by themselves. You know, they don't have to have a <laughs> a bad guy. They're bored and they just want to go for a ride. <laughs> yeah. So Dennis Hopper, yeah, Dennis Hopper is is he is. It's good casting that he's just charismatic, and but as you as you said earlier, it's like. Christopher Walken could have and would have played just as well. Where you go, oh, I totally get it. He's he's got a point, but he's still fucking nuts. He's still crazy. They need to do a movie now where Keanu Reeves plays that guy. Wow. <laughs> oh wow, that's is it, it. Is it time for Keanu Reeves to play a bad guy? I say yes. I yeah, think, yeah. I think Keanu Reeves should play bad guys. Now. I think I think our our previous supposition about what makes a villain work is right on the money, but incomplete. I think you have to have a guy who has a point but is crazy to have a really compelling grilling villain. You have to have a guy who is an unbalanced individual who happens to be right about his viewpoint. And then you get really you get a guy who is compelling enough that you believe what he says, but you're also compelled because he's fucking nuts and kind of scary. Well, it's it's the the whole thing about uh, you know reasoning correctly from incorrect premises. Yes, that's, that's what that's insanity true. kind of. There's is, that. You know? I think I think the. I don't know if it, you know, being crazy is necessarily the case because I don't think Hans Gruber is crazy. I think the uh, nor the, is the operative. Yeah, yeah, the the issue is the issue is you understand their point, but they go to a length that you think is that they shouldn't have. They're it's, driven. They're morally, you know, that you go, I I see what this guy is about, but I wouldn't have done that. That's wrong. To, to go about it that way is wrong. So you, you get you can go, Dennis Hopper. I understand you. You got cheated from your you know by thing. The tr- police department didn't treat you well. However, blowing up a bus full of 
innocent humans is not the answer. Yeah. You know, that's, repeat Gruber, so, repeat operative, repeat yeah, syndrome, exactly. repeat that's, all of them. And they don't have to be crazy for that, but they do have to be, you know, they have to have crossed a moral line that you go, I... I see your point, and yet you are still bad because you are dealing with this the wrong way. So the trick to a good villain is counterpoint, accurate counterpoint, inaccurate execution. Yeah, and it's the same with it's, and and you could, except in our current intellectual climate, it's a harder road to to, to hoe. Is Syriana? You can go. Wow, I totally see what it's like to be a young Palestinian man. No wonder you become a terrorist. Yeah, you know. But but we. You know, societally, we're still not ready to kind of go. Oh, I totally get that. That makes total sense. No, 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 they're just they're just evil. They're just evil. They're just evil. It's like hey, you know, they're evil. They're they're created by, you know, a system that uh, that does that. But we, you know, just we're emotionally just we're not the ready same for that specific piece of information. We're That's created by a people. system that allows us to be annoying douchebags that talk on a podcast about films. Yeah, it just kind of happens that way. And there are many who see us as villains. That's called privilege. <laughs> Hi, my name is Teague. I'm white. Yeah. So yeah, so we've uh, we're into the third uh, speed movie now. Yeah. Um, speed three, which is great. And Dennis Hopper is still bringing it, and Sandra Bullock is still bringing it, and Keanu Reeves is still doing the best he can. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good, and and I have to say, when I was watching the movie the first time, that uh, I, the economy of it and the fact that it takes so little time. To go from, yay, we're off the bus, everything's fine, what could possibly go wrong? Literally, and in a way that makes perfect sense, and you totally get, and you know, you don't, you don't say, oh God, everyone had to be an idiot for that to happen. She, she's, you know, she's, the, she's the prisoner of Dennis Hopper, like a minute and a half later, screen time, and you go, well, yeah, yeah, I guess that would happen, yeah, that makes sense. And we're into a whole other a whole other series of escalating and we're still jeopardies. Pre-lunch in the yeah. speed, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just about lunchtime. Maybe we'll get some lunch after this uh, this act. Yeah, this is the long. This is the uh, movie format of uh, twenty four, where it's like, wow, you had a really busy day, didn't you? Yeah, that was a long day. I don't even know when you went to the bathroom. And it's it's nice about the movie that, in retrospect, you know, without explaining it all, in retrospect, you can see Dennis Hopper's whole plan you yeah. know it's like his office was in macarthur park the whole time looking out at macarthur park they showed us 10 10 looks out the window of macarthur park so his plan the whole time was to put the ransom in there he's already cut the hole he's going to step out of his his little uh, lair and he's going to get the thing and walk out you know it all makes perfect sense without having to sort of you see what i did was this and yet it makes sense yeah Ask us, but he just couldn't resist fucking with Keanu, and that's what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh well, but it, now it's I too much it. fun. Yeah, I'll ask us this then: Is there something that Speed does wrong? Is there anything that you guys are like, that's not right for this movie? I don't believe LA has a subway system. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I know. I've just never. <laughs> uh, they, they made it's not this, this nice. <laughs> it, it, uh, they made this up. That's it, what they did. Yeah. Wrong. It does. It does feel a little bit. It only it, goes from Hill Street to like two blocks down. It is a little yeah. weird to be off the, and I, you know, I understand it's a false resolution and stuff like that. But um, pacing wise, it does feel weird to go from the bus to the subway and be like, we have another. And the the other thing, I guess, is um, I don't know what else you would do, but I always have felt a little bothered by kind of the simplicity of Dennis Hopper's death. Like yeah. he's just he's yeah. just dead. Suddenly, oh, you should have ducked your head there, bro. Yeah, it's uh, and and you know, there's there's something to be said for you know, that's life and it's fucked up. And you know, just because he's the villain doesn't mean he can't be taken out by getting his head knocked off. But, um, you almost want, yeah, yeah. maybe it's because we're conditioned to it now. You almost want just a little bit more thematic resonance than that. It's like, oh, if only he'd learned that one lesson, the one thing he didn't foresee was, yeah. 
you know, that there was some kind of, although it does give, uh, you know, and we, I think we can, you know, maybe it's, it, it has a whiff of Joss Whedon is, you know, it does give Keanu the opportunity. To go, I'm smarter than you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm taller. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that feels like a Whedon line yeah. to me. If it's not, it ought to be. I like this little, you know, this little exchange here too. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I'm going to need you to hold this. Oh, no, you hold this. Yeah. Genius, but then and then and then this next bit here, she's freaking out and, and yeah, drops like, it. And oh, he's oh, like, oh, oh, "Oh my god, oh my <laughs> oh, god, babe, okay, honey, no, so that would have been yeah. bad. That would have been bad, sweetie, sweetie. Okay, I'll just take this back." And, I, and actually, I really, yeah, right here, and I <laughs> love. She's like, she's like freaking out. He's like, "Oh, babe, babe, oh, oh, okay, give me that, give me that." And he takes it. He takes it back from her, and it's great because he goes, "Okay, you're 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 freaking out. You're a little hysterical." And he takes it back from her, and he actually goes, "It's not because you're a woman." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I love that it's moment. Great. And it's great, and also the the really creepy one is it's not going to hurt. It's not yeah. going to hurt. You're not going to feel anything. You're going to blow up instantly. It's going to yeah. be fine. Yeah, you're going to be here, and then you're not, and that's all. Yeah, and there's no transition. Which it's actually it's weird. Yeah, how he's trying to be very. It's, kind. it's actually yeah. kind of comforting. He's, he's yeah. Yeah. Waving it in, literally waving it in, in her a face. terrorist situation. It's like I don't want to hurt. Nope, you won't. Trust me. Yeah, you'll be gone. The second after you notice something's yeah. going wrong. That was a weird, uh, one of those wonderful kind of like, you know, I wish I hadn't read that. <laughs> isn't there, isn't there, I think there's literally a website called Things I Wish I Didn't Know or something like that it's called. <laughs> yeah. I would not be surprised. Yeah. I just recently saw, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and literally, don't, don't, don't click <laughs> on that. Anytime uh, you see a Reddit thread, like, what do you know that you wish you didn't? Don't. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, don't. Because not only is that the one thing that one person didn't want to know, it's everything that every person yeah. didn't want to know. But the uh, one of the ones I read was just like, well, Trey, I, don't do I, this. I, I kind of <laughs> want to know it. Well, it's kind of good news in a way, I guess. <laughs> but the, the idea of, yeah, well, if you if you die of a traumatic thing, someone like just doing the math is, you know, nerve reactions are actually much slower than, you know, they're pretty slow, actually, really. You know, there, there's a measurable time, you know, from when you, you know, you, you, stick a pin in your toe to your brain going oh my toe hurts it's reflex so, testing so if yeah. you die in if you die in some manner that's fairly quick even a you know a high speed car accident you you know they say pretty much you're dead before you can understand you're dead so you mm. literally will not feel anything supposedly yeah. but how do you know <laughs> that's the problem at 90 miles an hour that telephone pole won't give you time to go hey a telephone pole yeah you have time to go oh sh-. you'll go up yeah. Right. Now yeah, you well, mentioned like old the, thing where it's the like, only blue screen, but I'm pretty sure that this is some blue screen, isn't it? Not some blue screen in the uh, Could be. Maybe. Or rear. Yeah, or it has it kind of looks like blue screen to me. Yeah. Or rear. If it it is, could be rear. Yeah. I'd rear, rear projection. Yes, but I mean in terms of not a real. Oh, thing it's certainly. That's happening. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just looking at uh, Dennis rear projection is probably yeah. more likely. Yeah. That would have been a really good key on Dennis Hopper's <laughs> Yeah, that hair. would have been real good. So you're probably right. Yeah, and that's why it has that look because. RP is is you know a good technology, but uh, it's not, not perfect. Yeah, it has it has some issues. So. On that subject, on the previous subject, it's like, and I'll, I'll wait. Go check all the transcripts you can find for black boxes. The last thing that's ever said is, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> shit. Say. Boom. It's a it's a reflex we have. You you were asking about uh, okay. Here comes the moment of um, just and his head just rolls off. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just goes bang. It's as shitty as like, when someone's head rolls off in an RVD film. It's that. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Now it's on. Yeah, was, it's, it's you, like that. You, you I, was, see I the, was making a joke. You don't want to see the body like snap Boom, more. Yeah, like, yeah, it works. I mean, it's pretty yeah, much but how it works. At, at but, the end yeah. of the day, yeah, that's probably fairly realistic. Yeah, 
At least the body did get yanked out of the way yeah. instead of like sort of hovering there and you know like they do in a lot of movies. Yeah, but um, I didn't realize my head was that easy to pop off. Oh man, it really is. It's it a bad. So de- is. It's a bad design. If anyone believes in intelligent design, fire the designer. Because yeah. <laughs> wait, so all the critical important stuff is it? Just this little thin thing is holding all that together. That's, that's, connect, that's connected by four pounds of force. Yeah, that's why yeah. baby. That's why babies are so. Yeah, no, be careful with the head because <laughs> yeah, it's really right. not on tight yet. These things were. These things are so badly designed. You can. You kill killed it. my baby. You can kill I it by it picking wrong. it up. That's exactly. how badly we thought this through. My baby is dead now. What'd you do? Nothing. I picked it up. Well, see, don't be doing that. Just be careful when you like touch someone because their head falls off. You know, you asked uh, what sort of things, uh, what sort of things, you know, there's an issue with it. I, even though they they set it up, I it might be again, it might be just sort of a, an approach kind of a thing. Um, the idea of <coughs> our only option is to make it jump the track. Yeah. Yeah. To to the point where you know, <laughs> you know it's like they it explodes through a street and you know lands in Hollywood Boulevard or wherever they land. It's like. Yeah, yeah, I understand it's a movie, and you want to, you know, the high climax, and the movie's called Speed, and okay. No other way to break a subway. It's just, it's, it's kind of like I'd almost want to, like, I mean, I'm okay with the, yeah, this is messed up, and we prob this, we'll probably die. But the fact that he's doing it deliberately, I think I would almost, and I know you want your hero to be proactive and blah blah blah, but I I think I think I would rather be like, we can't, we can't stop the goddamn thing, you know? It's that's it. I can't stop it. It's a runaway. And you've got a bomb on you, and life kind of sucks. And what a day, huh? You want to get lunch after? Um, you know, the sunshine ending. <laughs> like, well, we're screwed. So what happened to the trigger? That happened. What um, happened to our bomb trigger? I, I'm assuming he he, put, he, he had he, it when he ran back in. He yeah, okay. he kept it. Oh, he well, he took the he pulled the vest off of her. Okay. Ah. Okay. So he, he presumably yeah defused it. He tossed the vest and the trigger, and they blew up behind him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Now see, there you go. That might have been. And it probably came up in the story conference. You know, that might have been like, well, wait, he's got an explosive device. Surely you can stop the train yeah. with that somehow. You know, like there's a there's oh. a there's a desperate Ooh. measure to try. Like, well, what if I blow the wheels off the train? Oh. Will that stop the it? opposite you know? of a nuclear uh, a nuclear exit strategy for the Earth. I th- instead of having the nuke behind you and pushing you out, put it in front of you and stop you <laughs> and stop yourself. Watching what uh, watching this yesterday again, it was like because there's the whole bit where they have to jump over the the you know the gap in the freeway, and then there's this where it's like subway's not finished. My roommate again was like, "What is wrong with this city?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fucked up. It's a funding thing. I'll, I'll tell you this: future civilizations will think that your roommate was right. Yeah, yeah, and your roommate. Just didn't know L.A. Yeah, exactly. Because I'll tell you this. We're totally like that still. I yeah. live in a shit part of L.A. And our cities, our, our streets are always under construction. And you know what the result is? Nothing. <laughs> it's like they fix streets halfway on a constant cycle. So they're always working on them. They're never done. It's, it's a roving pattern. Of it's a well, roving <laughs> pattern of, you know, we kind of. What's crazy is this one curb was kind of knocking a car off the street every few months. Yeah. We fixed that curb. Is the is the does it dump water into the ocean? Right? No, no. Yeah. Uh, it's still gonna that's, flood that's in the rain. Next round. There's yeah. there's other guys that do that. That's not what we do. That's not my job. Well, of course, if they have to fi- if they fix the whole street at once, they have to close the street. Which you know, then the world ends if you do that in Los Angeles. So <sighs> that was the funny thing about Carmageddon, or uh, the so-called Carmageddon. It's like. Nobody go on the 405. You can't. It's going to be awful. And the entire city's reaction to that after a certain amount of press was, I won't drive that weekend. Yeah. And then all of the highways were wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
as opposed to all avoid of the, the 405. Not just the 405. No, yeah. literally. Anywhere. You couldn't get on the 405. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, then fuck it, because everyone's going to be trying to drive everywhere else, and it's going to be traffic. And everyone thought that equally. And the result <laughs> was, if you got on the 101 that day, wide open. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> I had that happen to me at Disneyland once. We went to Disneyland, even though we were like, fuck, it's going to be so crowded. It was some holiday or something. And we went, and it was like, apparently everyone else had that thought and was smart enough not to go anyway. So no and so one was it was like just us at Disneyland. It was so great. They're basically ripping off the ending of Silver Streak here, which they which they've admitted oh, yeah. to. <laughs> they've they've copped to the fact that this was sort of inspired by the end of Silver Streak. Well, this wasn't originally in the script. This whole subway sequence. No. They, the the movie ended when they got off the bus originally. Really? They were they oh. were on their little plank and like, you know, the the basically the line, I I you know, I don't know this for a fact cuz it's hard circumstances. But yeah, that that line would have been kind of the end of the movie. And it's then, a good movie end. Yeah. Because because originally They just returned of a king 30 minutes on to the yeah, end. Yeah. Because originally also Dennis Hopper, the Dennis Hopper character did not exist. The Jeff Bridges character would have been revealed to actually be the mad bomber. Daniels uh, uh, Daniels, yes, thank uh, you. Jeff Bridges was in contention someone for in the, the role. Someone and in so the chat. So was Ed Harris thing. at that point. Yeah. Ed Harris would have played the, the partner slash mad bomber. Man, I want Ed Harris and Christopher Walken to play every role. <laughs> I do. It's a, it's, a, it's a character flaw with me that I just want Ed Harris in every movie. I think so. I As much as like, okay, fine, Whoa. that was good. And it was <laughs> a nice And then the, the sirens. Timing. The sirens <laughs> are here to well, help. Well, because apparently a, uh, a subway car just burst onto Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> in front of the man's Chinese. But... um. Yeah, it's like this felt this felt like, you know, we need a big ending, so what the fuck? They train goes fast, explodes out of the ends on Hollywood Boulevard. And it's it's you know, it's ninety percent okay. I, I just but if it's my one quibble is like I just it felt it feels just a tad bit tacked on. It could have been yeah. brought in just a well, little bit more. The thing solidly. is, uh the first act, elevators, there's really not a lot of fridge logic there. And the bus, there's very little comparatively to that. In this, there's a lot of fridge logic. Yeah. Yeah. The subway part is a lot of, they could have. Yeah. They didn't have to do it that way quite. Yeah, so it, it, it introduces a little bit of an anticlimactic feel to it. And and weirdly, even you could re- you could get rid of it just just by getting rid of the part where he, like you, like you said, you want him to be proactive, but just by getting rid of the part where he deliberately sped it up and then do everything else the same, then it feels a little less insane yeah. and, <laughs> and tacked on. Where he was trying to control the outcome by speeding it up to jump the tracks to yeah. get out in the Hollywood Boulevard. Whereas it's it's like, like, if you accidentally ended up there, you'd be like, oh, thank God. Yeah. We didn't die. We didn't, <laughs> yeah. hit, we yeah. didn't hit a There's no way he could have known and that was going to be the result. if you had done that, that would have been surprising and inevitable. Yeah. Because it's like, of course, if you hit a corner at the full range speed of a subway and car, you're going to yeah. go off the rails and you're going to, if there happens to be construction happening, you're going to go off the wrong little thing. You're going to yeah. be somewhere. I think but if I, you decide, yeah. oh, if I do that, then this, I will go off the rail and I'll go off the... I think it's just, I think it's just a different... You, you get distracted by the fridge logic of he's like... We we need to jump the tracks, and you're like, wait, why? <laughs> why? You know, not to mention that, that there's in this, and this is a complaint that I have, a quibble I have about a lot of movies that do a very similar thing. Um, almost any movie with a big grandiose car chase, we've talked about this before, is, you know, they, he comes bursting out of the ground on Hollywood Boulevard. Not that he even knew that that was the case. And and oh, Michael Scott, look, you worked on this movie too. I am awesome. Um, you you're with you you and, and I was you, eight. You and Jan <laughs> Debont, you're you're tight. Um, you know, it comes, it comes exploding <laughs> out of the ground. There's workmen, you know, walking by. There's, there's cars are skidding out of the way. It's like, 
that could have been a massacre. You know, your yeah. grand plan yeah. could have killed a hundred people. You could have knocked out a putting your hands in their man's cement ceremony. You yeah. could have yeah. just exactly. killed Meryl Street. It, it, exactly. It's there could Hollywood be, Boulevard. There could there be are... a flipping parade. You could have killed a busload of nuns. You, you know? could have erupted at the Oscars. Yeah. So the difference between being a hero and being, you know, a convicted felon who goes to jail for life for endangering, you know, children and orphans is, is you know timing is really all there is according to movie there logic. was a red anyway. light well, on also, highland that second and there was no cars in the street yeah, at that moment you lucky it's, son it's of a bitch it's also the flip that the uh the plane that the bus ran into and then exploded magnificently was being towed and was not taxiing and <laughs> yeah, not yeah. full of people yeah. exactly although a lot of people were confused about that like what are the people in the plane it's like well if you look closely there it's are a, no it's people a cargo although, plane. although to be it's fair a, there's still there's still there's an issue with there's a bomb there, there, there's a, a Bus with a bomb on it running around. What are you doing? Don't move anything. Just leave everything <laughs> yeah, really. where it is. Who's what idiot is towing a plane <laughs> yeah. right now? Yeah, we we can drive around L.A. and not close down the freeways. If you're circling a bus with a bomb, I think they would close down. But back LAX. to my previous yeah. point, <laughs> you guys, all of us who live in L.A., if on your Twitter and on LAist and the news and all that said, if you live in L.A., don't go outside. They're trying to control for a bomb on a bus. That would be Tuesday. Yeah. Not that that yeah. happens all the time, but it's one of those things where it's like, huh, weird day in L.A. Well, that's what we'd say. What part of town? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't just tell me L.A. for heaven's exactly. sake. Exactly. Is it Compton or Is what? Burbank okay? Because uh, I have to Hollywood? go. I want to oh, call. okay. That's yeah, fine. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to go to Jack in the Box. It's like two blocks. I can do that, right? That's no problem. Anyway. So, uh, speed, in conclusion. Give me what I need. Uh what I learned from this commentary is that we've gotten really good at talking through movies where it's just sort of like, yep, that, good well, job. Well, you wouldn't think so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we've, uh, we've basically... This is because we're well-rounded people who can talk about exactly, other things. Exactly. Our defense mechanism for a movie where it's like everything is pretty much working pretty well and it's a great movie is let's talk about the actors. Let's talk mm. about things like that. It's and perfectly fair to at, do so. At the end of the day, speed is just, and it was and still is, it's a good tension-filled action blockbuster movie and it's it's good stuff. And there's... Uh, at least for us on this particular day, not much to really say about it other than the fact that it's fucking awesome. I like this movie. I'll watch it whenever it's on. In fact, I bought it today. I'll watch it again. <laughs> it's it's speed. It's good. It's it's not like something that stands in your in your memory like, you know, trade disputes, but like Shawshank or something like that. It's not one of those kind of movies. It's just no, it's there and if you ever go back to watch it again, you know it's 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 still there. It's awesome. It's fine. And it doesn't offend you, but it also doesn't excite you. It's just like Wow, they did a lot right. And mm-hmm. high five speed. Cool story, bro. Yeah. Move on. Um, but good job, Yon DeBont. And I'm glad we got this and Twister out of you and then the rest. I'm, I still hold out hope. You were born in the 40s, but it's not too late, man. Um, <laughs> There's still time. He's got one schedule for next year. Oh, good. That's good. But uh, speed and Twister were a weird. Uh, for us today, we do this as a double feature. And they are an impressive double feature, especially considering speed is his first movie. Yonder yeah. Bont came out swinging, and for us, not for everyone, mileage varies, etc. He he hit two pretty strong 400 footers, yeah. And it's like, all right, well, there you go. Not everyone can nail this. You did. Our problem is just that we don't have much to say about it because we're just not intelligent or eloquent people, or Dutch, <laughs> or Dutch. Well, there were no Dutch angles. There not were one. actually. There were a couple. <laughs> Oh, you would say that. No, no. There were there were a few like when he was underneath the when he was underneath the bus and and uh, oh, that makes sense. she was pointing yeah. out the uh, uh he was pointing out Sandra Bullock she's like in charge now when she's like shouting orders those were Dutch angles on her. Anyway, uh, cool story, bro. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch story, um, bro. I enjoy it quite a bit. I enjoyed seeing it again. Uh, 
because I'll be honest, I, unlike Mike, I did not pre-watch again because I wasn't planning on sitting yeah, in front of the Seth mic. Seth was here so. and then he was like, there's an open mic, dude, and you brought donuts. You're in. Sit. Uh, You're in. You're on the show. Was there I, anything I, that surprised you about this viewing or this yeah, conversation? He's playing the Sandra Bullock yeah. role. Drive. Yeah. <laughs> get, get behind the wheel. No, was, um, I would say it you. doesn't, I don't think it reaches, because like we were saying at the end, it kind of has some issues. It doesn't quite fit the, the diff. This, uh, definition of like a perfect movie it's really close but it doesn't quite land there even still if there was a hypothetical box of movies that you're putting together to distribute out to you know up and coming and modern guys, hollywood you, yeah guys you should yeah. be learning about what you've been doing wrong just a box of example movies i would definitely put this on it because while there are a quibble here and there across the board it's like why are why have we not had five years the past five years of movies that are yeah like this so it seems like somewhere along the line this style of no it's just damn good it doesn't have to be insane but and there are examples but it's not the trend at all it's there are definite examples of really good movies in the past couple of years even stupid high concept thriller movies oh yeah but i think it's that argument that across the board there seems to be a and an emphasis on the the VFX heavy and the quicker turnaround and just lots of things adding up to the fact that we no longer get a steady stream of oh we had a movie every other month this year and it was good and there were some other ones and I think we're down to we had three this year oh and they God. were really good <laughs> so you're listening to four guys who work in visual effects for a living say yeah. knock it off <laughs> yeah hey, I, wow I, enough hey, already I, wor- I worked on muppets and the big thing about muppets was it was all practical it's the, like listening to four you know, loggers <laughs> say knock it off with the chairs <laughs> stop asking stop, stop buying those but damn yeah, chairs no, speed itself very happy to have seen it again i i it's a fun movie i'm curious to go home and actually watch speed 2 just as a masochistic oh thing. don't don't oh don't God. don't it's on netflix streaming don't <laughs> <laughs> i had never hey. seen speed 2 See, that's the thing. I I'm made it this to... whole time going, I'll bet you it sucks. And at the last possible second, it was on Netflix. It was the wrong night. I was drunk and it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> and I was like, I'll give it a shot. I, my God. It's well, mind boggling, isn't it? It's, it's. Everything, everyone does the thing they don't really like to do on Valentine's Day. So, you That's know. true. <laughs> what was his name? No. Yeah. It's, it, it has been. Speed it, 2 is, no, really? They're. I, bear in mind, I, I actually, people give me shit about this when it's a movie that everyone else likes, but when no one else likes it, it's a quality of mine. I made it 15 minutes into Speed 2 and went, nope, and I don't know what happens for the next hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, they, they, but I've I made seen, it I've seen it and I don't remember what happened. It's crazy. Speed 2, absolutely none of the lessons learned by anyone in Speed were carried through. Yeah. Now, was it... Was it it's a different movie. Did Yon DeBunt direct Speed Yes, he yes, did. He did direct it. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. That's that's it's, wild. You can no. tell... That one probably had a lot of, of yeah. produ- uh, production... I'll, I'll tell you the uh, ending production. of Speed 2. Speed 2 is the... the it's the same the, ending the as this one. The cruise hits the port, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. same ending as this one, except with a cruise ship. Yeah. And it's a huge experience. You know, it's a huge, huge scene of a cruise ship yeah. plowing into a, into a city. Um... You know, again, mostly pre-CG. There's some CG going on, some proto-CG and stuff, but mostly it's a gigantic freaking prop plowing into a big uh, set. And, uh, you know, you just kind of go, well, that happened. Okay. They sure spent money on that. <laughs> in that case, that was expensive, In that I case, bet. it really is. Cool story, bro. Yeah. yeah. Now, Mike, what about you? You uh, just revisited this the other day. I did. And and like I said, I was really impressed the, uh, the kind of tacked-on third act, the subway 
Uh, it could be better. It could be better, but le- everything leading up to that, because that that is another thing. I mean, we're talking about how how well the movie does, you know, problem solution, but solution causes new problem, and yeah. and on and on and on. Where and I think the issue is that it it does run into the bit where it's like we have solved the problem, right? Period. Your, your solution to, should always cause yeah, a problem. We have not caused the new problem. Aside from that, there's just one that's floating out there, Dennis Hopper, that we haven't solved yet. So th- that's the moment where the movie does stop and then start again. Yeah. And and maybe that's why it doesn't quite feel right with the rest of it, in a sense. But, um, you know, I said with Twister that, that it, was, it wasn't a movie that I would, if someone was like, I want to watch more of the important, you know, the landmark movies. Twister would not be one of the ones on the list. Speed would not be one of one of the ones on the that list, but for someone who wanted to get into screenwriting, someone who wanted to learn how to write really thrilling, engaging action action-oriented screenplays, Speed would definitely be on the list that I would say Go look at that. Go study that. It has a problem in the third act. I would warn them, but in terms of a connection, but everything that happens on the bus, right? That that is just should be the text. Do Ocean's Eleven and Speed go together on any list? Probably that one. Yeah, yeah. because because they're the same thing. It's it's How one to keep thing leads to another and be yeah. entertained at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. One thing leads to another and another and another until finally it's resolved. In fact, Ocean's Eleven does that even better because there's not another twenty minute sequence after that of them, you know, having a Blues Brothers chase with the cops or something. You know, it's the heist is over, they succeed and they kind of you're out almost, you know, Spoilers. five minutes later. <laughs> but uh sorry. They get the money in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's been ten years. Yeah, it's been more than that. Oh I yeah, think. it's got to be. Um, so I, like I said, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I was, I was, I was expecting it to be cheesier, and I, I was going to have to give it more of a handicap <laughs> than I did. Um, that it definitely kind of has its cheesy moments, but it's it does its job. It does its job, and it's still solid. And and again, I as we were saying with uh, Twister as well, you can see the Michael Bay version of this. I mean, he's made it a couple times. Um, <laughs> you can see the Michael Bay version of this in your head, and I I actually appreciated how much more chill the movie was <laughs> yeah. about just being like, yeah. look, there's a bus plowing through LA. I don't need to get nuts with the way I shoot this. Yeah. You can, know? Uh, on, the, on the subject of that, before we go to Trey, can you briefly tell the Michael Bay phone booth anecdote that you know? Huh? Oh, oh, sure. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it relates. Yeah, it, it relates. They, basically, the movie Phone Booth, which is base, okay. is a thriller that takes place almost entirely um, with a guy trapped in a phone booth, and high there's concept. like a high, yes, yeah, there's a guy trapped concept. in a phone booth for for the whole thing, and there's a sniper around like tormenting him on the on the phone, and that's that's pretty much the whole movie, and they were look you know it's like a Hitchcock type of thriller, and uh and that's pr- I haven't watched it in a while, but that's probably another one that's like how do you keep that going yeah. you know that that would be because I remember being impressed that phone booth did quite a good job of it it didn't really flag or anything but they were looking for various directors that eventually went to Joel Schumacher who you know your mileage may vary on him but he did a pretty good job with phone booth um but one of the people that they they spoke to was Michael Bay and apparently the first thing he said when he comes into the meeting is all right how can we get him out of this fucking phone booth? And they were like, thank you. You have completely yeah. failed to understand. Okay, how do we get the people off the bus? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Uh, nope, we yeah. don't. Okay, why don't they just stop and get off? That's yeah, what I understand. Exactly. That w- I guess that's one way to do it. Yeah, sure. Anyway, exactly. uh, Trey, what about you, Speed? 
Uh, like it, like it very much. Thank you. Um, I do, I do think it's, uh, it's. I, 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 I think that's a, that's a good way to put it. Is to, it's like, oh, so you want to write uh, action thrillers? No, don't see, you know, the island. X. Yeah, don't see X. See this. You know, this is this is a movie that nowadays, you know, speed you could do. You know, it's it's actually a fairly elaborate film still, but you know, speed 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 looks like a low budget movie. It yeah. looks like an indie. Oh, yeah. Looks like an indie movie now. Um, you know, so like, yeah, but see, you don't have to have fucking Transformers to have an action movie. You can, you know, speed, die hard, pick them. Can you get a bus? Because <laughs> you can do an hour and a half with a bus if you know what the fuck you're doing. You know, you and can't afford to lock the freeway. Do it on a green screen. Yeah, can, now you, you can, can do, do it on a green yeah. screen. Now you can literally four or five the movie. Yeah, why not? Um, I, I would put it on that on that sort of how to. Okay, you know, neither movie is perfect, but damn. You know, can't complain. Um, this and Die Hard, I think, are very much yeah. of a of a piece yeah. of, you know, here's here's how here's about as good as it's ever been done. Is is that these these two movies and and maybe a few other, but this particular because this really is it's Die Hard on a bus. I mean, that's yeah. also the pitch. Yeah. You know, it's like it's Die Hard on a bus, but by God, they they got it right when they did it. You know, and they got it, made an entertaining movie out of it. So I think yeah, it's. I, I actually was surprised when we were getting ready for this. I didn't rewatch Speed because I pretty much you know have it. it imprinted in my brain. I've bought it in every medium uh, that videos have come in <laughs> so far. <laughs> I think I bought it. I've even owned it on Laserdisc. But um, I, I, it's, it really it totally holds up uh, amazingly well. I think for a movie that's pushing twenty, and uh, and you know, kids should watch it. Kids should eat a good breakfast, a good balanced breakfast, and they should watch this movie. It's amazing. In this commentary, we've gone from, yeah, we like speed, to talking about everything around it, to coming back to going, yeah, speed. Mm -hmm. Fucking speed, dude. Speed, dog. Am I right? (laughs) Anyway, this has been Down in Front, and you can find more episodes at downinfront.net. iTunes, uh, go to the forum, please. Involve yourself in the conversation, good people, and it's a good forum. And just, even if you're not, if you haven't done it before, lurk. Just literally go to the forum and just read old threads and stuff. And if you want to join, do it. But I think it'll be convinced. It's a cool place to be. The Twitter is uh, down in front. The Facebook is down in front show. Email us at down in front show at gmail.com. Uh, we have a big old donate button on the front page. We're not asking. We're just kind of saying. But God help us. And uh, Holden Hill designed to maintain the website. And until next week, my name is Steve Christie. Seth Brower. My cup. Trey Stokes. Sandy Coleman. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Apparently she just broke up with that, her husband. Oh, so it could oh. be. It, you have a chance, dude. Yeah, well, I have a shot. Totally have a shot. Yeah, uh, you should wear the hat. I'm gonna try and get her trapped on a bus with me. <laughs> That's it. That seems to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now bear in mind, relationships formed under extreme circumstances. I'm counting on that. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> and see. <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.